Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the Mouth of Michigan. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Uh, here. Mike, did you know, I, I don't know, have you been spreading the good word this Thanksgiving holiday about our code with Righteous Felon Craft Jerky? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you have been because our our coupon code has been blowing up this last couple days. Are you, like are you I'm, actually, I'm being actually, I'm being like legit okay. serious when I say that. <laughs> like we've had like I think it's been like four hundred dollars worth of oh. of jerky that has been ordered using the code always right. So okay. we're getting a nice you know nice I, little commission. I, yeah, on I, that. I, I will say. Um, I had like three or four people text me that they watched the show on our preview on Ohio State and Michigan yeah. to see what side they wanted to bet on. Yeah. So there's a good chance that you did your read during that and, they may, and yeah. it may have triggered something. Yeah, but anyway, if you guys have been using the code, I really appreciate it. Uh, once again, go to RighteousFelon.com. Uh, use our code always, right? All one word for 20% off. I mean, it's it's a pretty good deal, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Um, it helps support the show. It's the best way to do that. Um, so we really do appreciate all of your guys' support. But yeah, I just all of a sudden, randomly, like it's been blowing up. Where I'm like, hey, all right, cool. I don't know if it's Black Friday and somebody just typed in random words and it worked. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure, but I'll take it. So once again, guys, go to RighteousFelon.com. Uh-huh. Uh, use our code ALWAYSRIGHT for 20% off. You can also go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our code ALWAYSRIGHT for 10% off products there as well. So you got the snack, you got the drink, you got a little bit of everything. Um, and obviously go to BelowTheCollar.com. That site is closing down, so we're going to have to find a new site. But until then, until January 1st, go to BelowTheCollar.com forward slash I'm Always Right PC to get the official I'm Always Right Sports Podcast uh, uh, t-shirt and our legacy shirt as well from our old logo but um i'd highly recommend the new one we spent a pretty penny on that one so we're there uh but mike we have a loaded show today i was so excited we were texting back and forth last night we, i mean this is these are the shows that i look forward to and these are the reasons why i think you know why i love doing this show so much we have so much stuff to talk about today right we've got michigan osu we've got championship uh, championship weekend for college football we're talking a little bit of lions and and kind of their outlook post thanksgiving as well as a view of the nfc as a whole and we're talking survivor series there's just so much good stuff to talk about this week and before we talk about any of it let's talk about the fact that we're never going to see the pistons win another game <laughs> all right that's all piston stock right there uh, if you, you want it, hate to if, see if it. you wanted it more look we're trying to do the reverse mojo thing right so we talked about him when they started two and one we're like hey all right jalen duran looking pretty good and he's gone all right cool so it happened um mm-hmm. so we're trying to reverse osmosis this bad boy to see if we can uh get the pistons to just not be the worst basketball team in the history of basketball 76ers are trying hard to keep that record so that is true I mean, them and the the Wizards are fighting tooth and nail on Monday night. Yeah, to be yeah. the worst team in basketball. Yeah, like they're really trying. They, really, they, really yeah, trying. they both are a, a solid. At two one point, at what point do we say do we need to talk about the Pistons and then firing Troy Weaver? At what point? How many losses is it going to take? I mean, you could do it right now. Yeah, but if you want to be like, like like sensical, yeah. once they get to like twenty single digit wins with like. 20 to 30 losses, yeah. maybe more. Mm-hmm. Probably. Sure. Yeah. If they're 2 and 20, I think you got to pull the yeah. trigger. Like, I think that's. that's well, okay. The I'll give you this. If they yeah. if they beat the Wizards, so you yeah. get to three, yeah. but you lose to the Lakers, Knicks, Cavs, Pacers, 76ers, 76ers, Bucks, Hawks, Jazz, Nets, Nets, Celtics, Raptors. Yeah. Because that's all of December. Good Lord. I don't know if you're winning a game in there. Oh, God. 
You're going to have to steal a couple. That's another, Come that's, on, a, man. that's another, no... that's another 13 games on the record. <laughs> You'd be at like 28 losses. Wow. Alrighty then. Well, it was fun basketball season for three games. That was good. We'll see you guys in the playoffs. Um, uh, you just hate to see it. <laughs> I like the NBA. <laughs> no, we'll talk more NBA, obviously. As we, we'll talk more we about just, Christmas like we usually do. Yeah, we, we yeah. just definitely won't. There's no piston stuff. I'm sorry. There's nothing for me to talk about. If anybody watched the show last week, I want your guys' thoughts on my NWA tirade. Don't let me go 40 minutes on how bad the Pistons are, okay? Let's just not Let's just not let it happen. Yeah, we really don't need to go there. Exactly. A thousand percent. Let's talk about some more uh, positive things, though. The Michigan-Ohio State game. The last time... In, if we're really thinking about it logically, that this regular season matchup will mean big, like big stakes, right? Yes. Like the last time that this regular season matchup, not talking future playoffs or Big Ten championship games, the last time, though, in the current format, the current structure of how the Big Ten is set up, how the college football playoff is set up, the last time that this game is really going to have uh, that, uh, like that. Not just the big game feel, but like the this is for all the marbles type mm-hmm. of feel, right? And that's what it feels like. Michigan getting the win, uh, was it 31 24? 30 24. I'm sorry, yeah, they were up by six, right? Right, right. Um, they get the win at home, um, do just enough, right? The running game came on late and they get the dub, a uh, game ceiling intersection interception by Rod Moore to get the dub. Um, everybody losing their minds. They start on the field. I think they had a record crowd at U of M yesterday, too, or on Saturday. That sounds about right. I think they did. It was 118,000 or something crazy. Um, and they all stormed the field and all told Ryan Day to go stick it. But it's fine. Um, and we're going to talk about stick, Ryan Day. Stick it where? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about Ryan Day in a little bit. But, Mike, okay. just your overall impressions of the game. I know we technically both had them predicted to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping Michigan was going to score on that last drive so that my win by 10 was going to work. But <laughs> it didn't. Um but uh, thoughts on the game, your initial impressions on Michigan getting the dub. If if nothing else, right, without Jim Harbaugh, all the all the other stuff going around it. At the end of the day, they find a way in this three-game stretch. You beat, you go to Penn State, you win. You go to Maryland, you win. You come home, you beat your rival, and now you're going to the Big Ten Championship again for the third straight year. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of just went down the boat of how I kind of yeah. figured it would. Yeah. I, well, Michigan never really... I mean, there was one point where they were that, tied. That third quarter drive by Ohio State where they ran the ball. And I texted you, I guess. Mm. So we just can't stop the run now, apparently, huh? Not really. Yeah, and it was like, and that was where, remember, we talked about some of our keys of the game. I was like, okay, if Ohio State's run game gets going, we could be in, a, in trouble because mm-hmm. McCord is not great, right? He's, yes. he's a young quarterback still. Um, but, yeah, I'll let you finish. Yeah, no, and I would say, like, the only time they were really – in it, I thought it was mm-hmm. at seventeen seventeen. They score yep. that touchdown. I was big like, momentum okay. shift. Yeah, I was sure. like, I was like, you're in a dogfight. And then Michigan said, "Hold my beer." And we they got went this right, right down, down the field. field. Scored, scored right a touchdown. And I said, "Ah, this one's over." I, I just didn't feel like they had the. Juice Is that, after that the difference these last couple years? Now, obviously, this wasn't a blowout like the last couple, and I didn't think it was going to be. I don't no. think anybody could have gone into this game and honestly thought, "Oh, they're just going to blow them out." Like yeah. I, I think that's very short sighted. Um, but that I think is the difference. Every time Ohio State in the last three years has made a punch, Michigan has immediately come back. Last year, Stroud hits whoever for a deep touchdown to open the game, right? Mm -hmm. They basically went right down the field in like four or five plays. What does J.J. do? Dot to Cornelius Johnson on a post route for a time. Like, their ability to consistently answer and then over time wear Ohio State down, I think, has really been the difference these last couple of years. Because you can say it's the JJ effect, and I'm gonna there's a very important question we need to talk about with JJ McCarthy mm-hmm. in a second as well. But um 
even with McNamara, right? Same situation. They make a punch, they punch right back, whether it's with the run game or the pass game, whatever. It never feels like Ohio State has a death grip on the game. Mm -hmm. Anytime they make a push, Michigan is coming right back and to take the momentum right back. And then at some point in that second half, it's like Michigan, you're not getting it back. It's just not happening. You're not getting it back. We're going to make the play. We're going to make the plays necessary to do it. And they and they, they take the win. Yeah, and I think I think and we'll probably get to a Ryan Day topic here. Yeah, we're gonna at talk one about point, Ryan Day here. But yeah. the, uh, Ryan Day's coaching here conservative for was sure. so conservative. Yeah. And you just can't be conservative. Not when you're at game. when you're at fourth and one at midfield, yeah. you can't punt. No, you can't. You can't punt. You can't. Especially when you're down. Yeah. Like they are like Michigan already scored. Mm-hmm. Like Ohio State, uh, what was it? They, I think they started with the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, oh yeah, yeah. They had, Michigan, yeah, Ohio State starts with the ball, yep. a couple punts back and forth. Yep. Michigan scores a touchdown off that Will Johnson interception, which was awesome, awesome by the way. Yeah, it was. Just just jumping Marvin Harrison's route's crazy. Yeah. Uh, then they. Well, he's score. gonna be a top five pick next year. Yeah. Not this not this upcoming draft, but next year's draft. Yeah. When you when you get that interception, Michigan goes up seven, yep. and then Ohio State kicks a field goal. Michigan goes up fourteen to three. Yeah. And then you're driving, and you go. I think we're just going to punt this one. Yeah, we're going to play field position. And I go, you're down. <clears throat> and you're like, on the road. And you're on the road. You're yeah. on the road. You're down. And you're going to play And you field started position? with the ball at the start of the half. Your Michigan's getting the ball in the second half. Yeah. How do you do How that? How do you do that? Yeah. And decisions like that, I just go, they kill you, you. you just didn't want it. They kill you. just you. don't want it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and those, are the, those are the big difference makers to me. Where Michigan was put in those situations a lot. Fourth and one, yeah, fourth and two. Yeah, they were three twos. for three on fourth downs. Yeah, and the first one, uh, they did like the halfback dive yep. into and Quorum jumped over the top. The second one, I was like, man, if they really try this halfback dive, it's not going to work. Yeah. And then they play action to, to Loveland off yep. the side. I was like, that's beautiful. beautiful. Like, oh, it's great setup play gone. This was a total departure. I'm going to give Sharon Moore a lot of credits because I think what going into this game, I was a little concerned. Mm-hmm. Really conservative against Maryland. Obviously, you, you knew, okay, Penn State cannot move the football, so we're just going to grind this one out, right? But the Maryland game, especially where you really went uber conservative, it's the last two years they've done this, but they let it fly this game. It was a good balance between run and pass, but yeah. the halfback pass uh, and the second oh, half, crazy. big play, huge mm-hmm. play, right? They've had a play like that in the last three years, yes. too. Yes, the, that's the moment. They had the one last year to the tight end. Yes. Um, I forgot if it was like I a— I think it was Loveland. Yeah, I think it was Loveland. Yeah. I think it was. I was just sure it was like a double reverse pass or a flea flicker pass, something like that, where he was wide ass. Open. But he was wide open, yeah. and it kind of broke the game open from. Mm-hmm. And it had been all three games. It feels like, yep. and it's like one of those big tie turners yes. of the games. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think another key to this one, and we kind of touched on it last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my friend Tay, who listened to this show last week, pointed ah, out to me while we, Tay. yeah, he he said because he was showing me his his bet slip that he made, <laughs> and he had JJ McCarthy under rushing yards, yeah. Because on the show last week, I was like, I think JJ's hurt, yeah. After that Maryland game, yeah. And I was like, if he can't run, yeah, it's going to impact the game a lot, right? And I thought at that point in time in the game, yeah. he was hurt. Yeah. And Joel Clyde even said on the broadcast on like Tuesday or Wednesday, he was like limping around and walking with like yeah. a crutch or something because yeah. he just couldn't walk very well. And I was like, okay. And somehow he's magically healed. And mm-hmm. he had a big run with his quarter. with his mobility. Yeah. I was like, that's a big difference uh, maker yeah. in the game too. For is sure. him being able to run around and make plays. For sure. Because there are a lot of times where he rolls out and I go, just throw it away, just throw it away. Oh, that's a first down. Yeah, and it's, it's just they were insane. doing a lot of those plays that I don't really like. Um, when I see and you see in the NFL too, the fake roll, but you cut off half the field, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always like this is either going to be a dot 
or he's going to throw it away because nothing's there because you took away half the field, yeah. right? Um, but they were uber-aggressive on offense, which I really liked. You know, I was honestly – I want to I want to ask you this. Um, I know we're kind of jumping around during the game, but that last drive for Michigan, okay, mm-hmm. that fourth down, you kick the field goal, you go for it. I was, I was in camp go for it. I was too. I'm glad you said it because I was like – Man, I just don't want to give them the ball back. If you give them, listen, they're at a point, they're in the area where I go, okay, you're like in like the 30-yard line of Ohio State. It's fourth and four. I go, I hated your third down call. Hated yeah. it with a passion. Well, the, I go, let J.J. throw. So here's the thing is, the third down call, yeah. I thought, because they say it in the Lions games all the time, where it's yeah. like they're in like third and eight, yeah. and then they run the ball. I go, why would you run on third and eight? But it sets up because they want to get closer for a closer fourth down. Yeah. I was like, okay, right. if they ran it on third and six yeah. to get it to fourth and three, and they were yeah. going to go for it, yeah. I'm like, okay, right. I can live with that. Right. But then they're like, no, we're just going to run it to kick a field goal. Right. Now, Ryan Day did no favors by not calling the time. Timeout. Yes. Earlier. Yes. He called it yeah. on the after last the, well, one. They call, he called the first one after Michigan got a first down. Yes. Which I thought was really weird. I was that like, one was weird. I was like, you waited too long. But even he waited now. so on third down. Yeah, he didn't call it. Because, he didn't call it because yeah. he wanted he wanted to call it on the fourth down to stop the clock on the field goal. Right. Um, right. But they just let 40 seconds just run right off right. instead of calling it earlier. Yeah. I thought that was a misplay on Ryan Day's part. And then on he, that I, like, I was like, you want to keep one just in case you do get the ball back? I go, this needs to be guns ablazing, whatever you two can do to get the ball back. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. So I thought, yeah, you would have more time if you would have used it on the third down yeah. and then just let the clock run and then they had to kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Ryan Day kind of mismanaged the clock there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, but, I'll, I mean, I understand from Sharon Moore's part of, okay, we're going to kick the field goal, go up six. So they, they, we have to. They have to score a touchdown to beat us, rather than yes. just getting a field goal range. I get that, but I I am always in favor of when your offense is on the field. I want to have control of that. I yes. want to make. We have to make the play to do it. Force them to beat yeah. us, rather than having to play back. Then and there, time. and there's a there's a quote by I don't know if it was Eli or um, Coughlin, mm-hmm. uh, the coach. Yeah, Tom, uh, Coughlin. Yeah, Tom yep. Coughlin. When yep. they beat when they beat the Patriots, but he said once that he was like, I'd actually. It's crazy to say I'd rather be down four than three because yeah. when you're down three, yeah, when you're down three, you play very conservative. It's, all right, we get into field goal range. We're we good. get the field goal. Yeah. We're good. Don't do anything to screw but it up. But once you're down four, it's we have to score a touchdown. So we're going to drive and do everything we can to score. Exactly. And that's why I felt in this one where I was like, yeah. listen, if you, it, it's almost like a mind game thing where if you're up three, they're going to play more conservative right, offensively because they don't need because the they don't want to lose yeah, right. by three. Mm-hmm. They want to kick the field goal, go in overtime, and see what happens. Yeah. But if you're down six, you have to score a touchdown. Right. So right. they're going to go guns yeah, blazing exactly. to score. Fuck it. And yeah. I'm scared of Marvin Harrison. Me too. So I was Me like, too. I don't want, I don't want some Alabama Auburn shit to happen where last play of the game yeah. he jumps over three guys, catches it, and you lose. Yeah. Because they wouldn't do that if they were down three. Correct. They would kick a field goal yeah. instead. Because you're not pressing as hard in that situation where you go, hey, we only got to go 40 yards yeah. rather than we got to go. The length of the field. Yeah. So yeah, I was totally I was in one hundred percent camp go for it yeah. on that fourth down because I was, I was like up three. I think they just kick a field goal and and I, and I like so. the fact. Look, your offense had a great drive. You were running the ball well, right? You hadn't really thrown it much. Um, I think you only had a couple quick plays, right? I think they had one on a third down to a tight end where JJ zipped it in there and they caught it, which was really nice. But I was like, man, you've got the world at your oyster here. You can run a screen here. You can run. You can uh, run a keeper. Yeah, quarterback keep. You have the read option. Read option, throw to a quick... Like, you had so many options where Ohio State was going to choose. Either we're going to stop the pass or we're going to stop the run. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me you don't have two plays ready to go if they're going to load the box yeah, up. Yeah, if you, you know? if they loaded the box up and you did a play... Like a... Yeah. A re, uh, like a... 
um, quarterback option yeah. Yeah. with like a slant pass over the top, like an RPO. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way they cover all three. There's no way. So unless JJ makes yeah. the and wrong choice, and your offensive line it. is good enough. Where hey, look, they got a push. Okay, we can get there. We got Blake Corum in the backfield, yeah. right? You know he ain't losing. JJ yards. beating the edge yeah. or trying to hit the slant. Like I was like, you could add some kind of option there. Yeah. Where I was like, if JJ makes the right read, I don't believe they cover all three. And in that moment, I'm like, trust your best player. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it, right? Is she's the best player on the field? Trust him, yeah, right. Because what I don't want to have happen is their best player goes out and makes a Heisman moment out of this, yes. right? That's what I was concerned with. But luckily enough, defense did get the stop. They get the interception. They win the game. Um, th- you know, back to back to back wins for Michigan. Um, yeah. I want to let's talk. I want to talk JJ McCarthy, and we'll t- then we'll talk o- OSU. Okay. Yeah. We had this discussion a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's worthy now being brought up again now that we've had this three-game stretch where this was mm. really Michigan's. Michigan's football just started two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Generally. Um, but they get the win at Penn State. They survive Maryland. They go out and, you know, they beat OSU. You're going to the Big Ten title game. Okay. If Michigan gets this done, mm. right, it's pretty clear to me that J.J. McCarthy is the greatest quarterback in Michigan history. Yeah. I, I don't know necessarily how you can argue it at this point. If they win the Big Ten again and they go in and they win a national title, mm-hmm. say they play Washington and then Georgia and escape, I don't care if he throws 95 interceptions. I don't care. Mm-hmm. If they go undefeated and win the whole damn thing, I don't know how you can't say he's the best that yeah. they've ever had. I mean, I think I mean that I think that makes it no brainer. Yeah, I think right now he kind of is. I think he's and already kind of there. And I think he, I, I not even necessarily maybe he's not the best. I mean, yeah. probably numbers wise, yeah, the statistics he is. he's probably not as high. well because Chad Henne stayed four years. That's, yeah, you can never like, compare true college stats unless they, like, unless they're all equal yeah, in years and everything. Back in the day, everybody stayed till they were seniors. Yeah. And also, Michigan was like a very ground and pound school. Normally, yeah, now they're exactly, air raids, so exactly. like it's a hard comparison there. Yeah. But I think in terms of like a, a program changer, yeah, I think he's the biggest program changer. Oh, absolutely. I think without him, you You're don't get here. to the spot. No. Well, here's the thing: he was a direct him and Donovan, but he kept them alive last game last mm-hmm. year with his arm. Everybody was like, "I don't know, if JJ can throw the ball." Like they yeah. couldn't do it against Illinois, right? They were struggling. He came out, he threw, he kept them alive to allow the running game to wear them down before yeah. Donovan Edwards had his day, right? This year, same thing. When you needed a throw, when you needed it, it was there that, every single that time. That Roman Wilson throw. Oh my God. Jesus. I mean, that that here's the thing. And everyone's gonna go look at that tape and they go, Yeah, that's probably why his first round pick. Yeah. It's, it is. Because you're gonna see that, you're gonna see the athleticism, the natural arm ability, and you go, if he just learns how to play quarterback, he's gonna be great. Yeah. That's really that's really where we're at with him. But he's I awesome. really want Michigan fans to really look at this. He hasn't lost a game in the regular season as the starting quarterback of Michigan. Yeah. He's twenty four now. Yeah. That's insane. That's that's insane here. Like, mm-hmm. really think about it. Like all the yeah. other shit quarterbacks so, that we've t- been sold t- about. Yeah, Twenty three and zero technically, because Cade played the first game of last oh, year because they were doing the, the yeah, rivalry thing. Right. Yeah. Twenty three and zero technically. Stupid. But okay. Um, but to your point, yes, he's, right, he's undefeated, undefeated. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, and I hope that they take care of business against Iowa. Let's just you know, let's hope that that happens, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, two Big Ten championships, two wins against Ohio State. I mean. Who else has got that? 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't have, like, I mean, really appreciate it because next year you don't know what the hell is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I know this year is you have the best quarterback in the Big Ten mm-hmm. and you have a top five quarterback in the country. Yeah. You can win with that. And okay. I think it, I think it's kind with of With a really solid defense all around. Yeah. No, I really, like, I just, I'm very, very impressed with, he, he is everything that every Michigan fan has ever wanted in terms of all the hype and then he lives up to the hype. We've had so many guys, the mm-hmm. Tate four CAs, Denard, even though I get it, he was okay, but he couldn't throw the football. He's a running back. Mm-hmm. You know, Denard. Denard was the most fun quarterback Shane, to watch. But. Shane Morris, Shea Patterson, Wilton Spade, Dylan McCaffrey, Joe Milton. Like, I'm not even going to throw Cade in there because that's not fair. Or, uh, yeah, I'm not going to throw McNamara yeah. in there. That's not fair because, you know, it is what it is. But yeah. all those McNamara quarter- did have a solid Yeah, he did. He run, did. So. But, like, every one of those quarterbacks I just named mm-hmm. all had all this hype coming in and didn't do a, didn't do a damn thing. And mm-hmm. this kid has come in two years in a row, goes to Ohio in his first game against Ohio State, by the way, to Ohio State, wins in their house, and then comes back home, wins it again, and now you're playing for your third consecutive Big Ten championship with a real chance to become the national champion. It's insane. It's really insane. I, I no. just think that I, just, I remember like four it. years ago showing you when they when they got mm-hmm. him as a recruit. I was like, oh, watch his high, his high school tape. Because he has a bonds in high school. So some fun times. Yeah. Now he's one sure. of the best Michigan quarterbacks out there. So Yeah, that's uh that's terrible. Um uh for sure. Um let's talk Ryan Day. Um That's something. Um okay, so I, I want to get this out of the way because I'm I I I don't know what OSU I okay, I wanna ask this question. Okay, because we talk about this a lot with Michigan fans, mm-hmm. right? And I think OSU fans are now where Michigan fans were with Harbaugh, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, well, you're not beating our rival, so you should be fired. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ryan Day is undefeated in the Big Ten. Yeah, outside of Michigan, he is fifty-six and seven in his entire career. Michigan college football playoffs, everything as the head coach of Ohio State. Okay. There's only regular season loss outside of Michigan to Oregon. To Oregon, right, who was a, you know, top 10 program, yeah. right? I don't know how you as an Ohio State fan can come on come out this morning and go Ryan Day should be fired. Yeah. There's no way and and especially because of the way the format is changing after this year. Okay, great. You're not winning a national title this year. I get it, right? You're you're losing out on Henderson and Marvin Harrison Jr. and a couple of the, I get that, okay? But you're going to tell me Ohio State's not going to open up in the AP poll next year at fifth overall in the country mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? Name, name it, right? They're going to be yeah. top ten, right? I, I just I, – I wish fans – and I I don't, and I think Michigan fans had to go through this, you know, during the lean years of Michigan football, but you need to really appreciate what you have here. I don't think Ryan – I listen, I don't like Ryan Day. I think he's kind of a dick, quite frankly, but he's a good football coach. Yeah. And he's a good offensive mind for sure. He if he were fired – you know how many coach? You know how many teams would go? Would you like to be our head coach now? A lot of them. Mm. There's nowhere to go. There's not very far to go above Ryan Day. Who are you gonna get? You're gonna get Urban's old ass mm-hmm. to come back out there and have a stroke on the sideline. He already helps them anyway. Exactly. So. No shit. You know, you saw him at the end of that game when they had that pick and he was devastated. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, I just, I really think, you know, do you think that Ryan Day should be fired? I just think that's such a gross overreaction. No. That's like, okay, fine. You know what? I'll trade you. You're 0-40 in the Big Ten, but you beat Michigan last four years. Mm-hmm. Does that make you feel any better? No. You know what I mean? Like, no. it just doesn't. Okay, even, okay, you're 35-5. and five. So that means you lost games that you shouldn't have lost. 
but you lost to the number two, three team in the country mm-hmm. the last couple of years. That is just so short sighted for me. I don't. How do you feel about it? No, I mean I feel very similarly. Yeah. Um, I I don't think he should be fired. I think especially with the change in the landscape next year, I think getting having a coach that can get you to ten or eleven wins gets you into the playoffs. And then you kind of see what happens from there. Mm-hmm. This Michigan game doesn't necessarily mean the end all be all anymore. Yeah. Um. So, I I would be shocked if he left or anything happened at Ohio State. Yep. Um. It is definitely annoying when you just keep losing to the same rival every oh, no. year. Listen, but, but we were there. I, were yeah. we not there with Jim Harbaugh in yeah. this exact same scenario? Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State. He needs yeah. to go. And, he, and and to your point, you were like, you've won ten games multiple every- years in a row. Yeah. Except for the first year when he was here, I go, who are you going to go get? Yeah. No, 100%. That's that's on the camp of where I'm at is 2016 to 2019, yeah. Harbaugh was the exact same as Ryan Day 2021 to 2023. Exactly. Is exactly. you're a 10 and, you're 10 and 1 going into Ohio State game, then you lose and you go, "All right, we're 10 and 2 and we're going to a bowl game." Yeah. Every go, single yeah. year. And listen, and is it frustrating? Yes, because you think, "Okay, we want to be competing for national championships." I understand that. I understand completely. You, yeah. you are you are one of these programs where that's the expectation. And that's when he knew he was what he was signing up for, right? But you're going to tell me that you're going to fire Ryan Day. Who are you going to go get? Mm-hmm. You're going to promote Brian Hartline, the, the the apple of everybody's eye at OSU? No. no. You're not going to do that. It's just like, come on, guys. Like, I just think it's so over and this is why fans are fans and why there's certain people make decisions because th- this is the kind of comment I saw like Maurice Claret you know former Ohio State running back like you need to go because you've lost to Michigan three years like I get it I understand there's there's a legit frustration there but there's going to come a time where Ohio State's beaten Michigan three years in a row mm-hmm. it's going to happen it may happen with Ryan Day at head coach but I just think it's such a overreaction to something where you go okay It'd be different if every year you're going nine and three, mm-hmm. losing to Penn State, and like I think James Franklin has much more of a case to be fired than oh, Ryan. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Because that guy can't win a big game. Ohio State last year is one kick away from going to the national championship game and probably winning it because mm-hmm. they would have played TCU because our team decided to shit themselves. So it's like, I it's just really understand what you're asking for before you start making proclamations like that. It's yeah. not like the NFL where every year is a roll of the dice. Mm-hmm. It's it's different. I just think that's wild. But I do want to ask you this, though, about Ryan Day, right? At what point, though, does Ohio State maybe have to start thinking about, okay, this is kind of getting out of hand because you're now three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Michigan has taken firm control of the rivalry. They've beat you at your place and at their own place. And now they just did it without Jim Harbaugh on the sideline. Now, I will suffice to say, and you can disagree with me here, I don't necessarily think that Jim Harbaugh not being there was a massive deterrent for Michigan in this situation mm-hmm. in terms of like, oh, my God, we don't have our head coach. We're just we're so lost. I don't necessarily think that was the case. In fact, I think it may have actually kind of helped them. That's why I said last yeah, week. Yeah, right. I 100% agree. Um, but the optics of it are mm-hmm. Michigan beat Ohio State for the third year in a row. You beat them up again because the run game was there. You had more turnovers, that kind of thing. And Michigan was coaching with an interim head coach. It's not a good look for Mr. Ryan Day by any stretch of the imagination. Especially because you're the one who basically turned him in. (laughs) And you made the claims, right? And you did what you did, right? And, you know, all the signs, the signs, the signs. And then, okay, well, you lost to him again without the signs. So what what happened, right? Mm -hmm. 
is that what if at any point if you're the athletic for, for, director for Ohio State, are you making like telling Ryan Day you need to figure out your coaching staff? Like, do you need to figure out what like what has to change for OSU? Mm-hmm to get to the point where maybe this is an every other year type of scenario where you don't allow Michigan to get four in a row. Like what's the change that has to happen? Yeah, for you? I think I think they need to work on some of their core I think their defensive coordinator. Jim I think Knowles. They, yeah, yeah, Jim Knowles. I think they need to maybe get rid of him. I think yeah. after they just brought him in two after years they ago. Just brought, like, oh, yeah, Oklahoma know, but, State's defense, awesome. Yeah, they just they've had some troubles defensively through the year. I know their defense has been really good, but yeah. they've had some weird mm-hmm. blind spots on defense. For sure. Um he's obviously Ryan Day calls all the offensive stuff, so yeah. you can't really change much on the offensive staff. I don't, I don't think, think that their offense is the problem. And it's not really the problem. I think it yeah. if there is a problem, it's probably the defense. It's also just they don't have I don't Love Kyle McCord as a this quarterback. This is the first year. This is the one that I think that, if anything, you get a little bit more of a pass on than the last two years because you didn't have the yeah. senior team. You didn't have the Heisman Trophy-ready quarterback. Mm-hmm. You got a guy that's in his first year starting. You didn't have Stroud. Yeah, or Justin Fields yeah, exactly. or whatever. Or some yeah. of these guys, like, you know, I no, think, if anything, he gets that's... more of a pass this year than he does last year, especially last year. Last year was bad. Yeah. This year, it's like... You kind of went through a bit of like if you don't have Marvin Harrison, yeah, you might not uh, even have been at this point. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do think that next year, I think there has to be some kind of precipice of like, okay, you make the playoffs. How far into the playoffs? Because there's a difference of like, okay, you make the like make uh-huh. the playoffs, but it's like if you're a five, uh, twelve game and you're the five seed hosting a game and you lose to like Louisville, yeah. Right. Are we then? Do we have the discussion? Like right. it's at that point, it's like when yeah. do we start having the discussion of Ryan Day? Yeah. But I don't think it can be off of this because Michigan is, like, if you if you're like, all right, Michigan's losing to a national championship contender, it's like I, I can't hate that. You right. know what I mean? Right. So Ohio State losing to Michigan, it's like, all right, well, everyone thinks Michigan's going to go win the national championship. Yeah, right. It's kind of tough to be like, oh yeah, we're going to fight you off of that. Yeah. But if you start losing to like the Louisville's, Kentuckys, or mm-hmm. you know those teams next year in the playoffs. Maybe we'll have something. Right. Yeah. I just but, think it's I think it's a little short sighted right now. I think it's yeah. not appropriate to be like, Oh, he needs to be fired. Oh my god. Like yeah. I get it. I wanna beat I wanna beat Ohio State every year. I, I don't think any Michigan fan would ever say they don't want to. But if you came to me right now and said, Hey, you're gonna lose to Ohio State next year, but you're gonna win a national championship, I will take that deal hundred times out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. Um yeah. just thought we'd kinda bring that up. Uh, real quick, I do want to talk about Michigan State real quick. They have a new head coach, Mike. They do. Jonathan Smith, former Oregon State head coach. That's his name, right? Jonathan Smith? Yeah. Right? Okay. Former Oregon State head coach. Um, thoughts on the hire? I personally think it's a great hire for them. Yeah. I think it's probably the best case scenario, I think, quite frankly. Yeah, it's, it's one of like the two or three guys I thought would have been good for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, the when Mike he, Elko guy, right, from Duke, I think was another guy. Yeah, I, I would have liked running. him, too, because he's doing well at Duke, yeah. um, bringing up a – College. It's Duke. Yeah, it's Duke. <laughs> so what are you going to do there? Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, Oregon State's not necessarily a, a good powerhouse program by any means. And they're also kind of just, like, out in the dirt right now because they're the only one of the only two teams left in the Pac-12. Yeah. So um, I think it's a good hire. Mm-hmm. Um, his track record isn't great at Oregon State. Yeah. Like, he's brought Oregon State up from being, like, a one- or two-win team to, like, a consistent eight-nine-win team. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't necessarily done a lot for Oregon State 
like in terms of winning like big games and things. So um, from that perspective, I would be a little hesitant because mm-hmm. the last like two or three years, he's had eight, nine, and ten win teams, but they've lost to Oregon and the USC's and Washingtons of the world. So, uh, but he's getting a lot of money to um, hire a, a large assistant pool, mm-hmm. um, a lot of money to hire his assistants that he wants. Uh, obviously, Michigan State, you're going to get better recruits than you will at Oregon State. Right. So, right. Yeah, I, I, I think listen. it's a good opportunity, and um, you know, I think. Listen, we'll I, I think any Michigan State fan who doesn't like the hire, I think a doesn't know who Jonathan Smith is. Number one, That's and safe. I think two, I think with the Urban Meyer rumors, I don't think that helps. Right? It's like saying, "Hey, you're going to get a steak," and then all of a sudden you come in, you get a McDonald's cheeseburger. Right? Like that's how it's viewed. Right? Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily fair to this new regime. Um, I think it was probably. Um, it is it's kind of like okay like that's kind of you know i like i said i like the hire i think he's got a track record of of building and recruiting especially like you said at a place like oregon state right defense has been good it's an attacking defense um you know they got uh dj ugalele to transfer there right so like mm-hmm. he's got some pull in terms of hey you know you can come play here right revitalize your career a little bit and yeah, have some time, right yeah. so you never really know on the recruiting side um but I think it's a good hire. I think it's a fresh start for Michigan State. I don't come out here and expect a 10-win season right off the bat. I think you've got a lot of work to do roster-wise. But I think you've made a step in the right direction. So, yeah. Spartan fans, I really just want you to take a moment to pause and let the guy yeah. do his thing we'll for you. Give him a year or two, and we'll yeah. see kind of where, where exactly. we're at. With the transfer portal, I think that the time is a little expedited than it normally would be. Yes, I think it should be like – yeah. You're looking at like a year two. Yeah, should be for sure. A mark improvement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah. See. yeah, for sure. All right, let's just focus here. Let's talk championship weekend next weekend. Uh, let's just start real, just real quick at the top with Michigan Iowa. Let's just because we were talking about them already. All right. Big Ten championship game. Uh, Iowa continues to win football games despite their offense being anemic. Um, do we have a line on that game as of right now, Mike? You want to uh, for all five of these? Yeah. I want you to guess what they are because okay. some of them are crazy. Okay. So, so I'm going to put that out there, but I'm not going to tell you which ones are wild. Okay. All, All right. right. So, so what, do you, what do you think on this one? So Michigan's going to be favored. Yes. Ten and a half. I would love to – you were so off. Am I really? Yeah. You want you want to try yeah. again? No. Just, okay. Okay. I don't know which way to go with it. So <laughs> <laughs> Michigan minus 23. Holy shnikes. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, I was going to be top 15 in the in the country after this yeah, week. Yeah, they will be. Because they're, what, are they 17 now? They're 17 right? now. Michigan's going to move to two. Yes. Right? Yeah. They I can't be. imagine they're going to hop Georgia. I don't think that's fair. No, that's so, not fair. So, 23 and a half. I don't like yeah. that. I don't think they cover. I don't think it's that big. I don't think they win by that much. I would, I would love to say that. Their last two years, they've beaten their teams by like 30 or 40. So. <laughs> that's true. I and know. He, and here's the thing about Back Iowa. quarterback playing for Iowa, too. Yeah. So, here's the answer. thing for Iowa is legitimately, I don't know if they score more than 10 points. Yeah, their offense is bad. So, And now their defense is awesome, but if mm-hmm. Michigan can score two, score touchdowns. two or three <laughs> touchdowns, you're close to covering already. That's true. Yeah, I just think 23 is a lot. It is a lot. That's, that's like that's three and a half touchdowns right there, basically, yeah. right? Like Three touchdowns and a field goal. I would take Iowa, but Michigan wins the game. I, I, yes, I yes. mean, the only way Michigan loses is if J.J. McCarthy has TCU version two. 
Mm -hmm. It's the only way is if, if you commit turnovers where you allow Iowa's defense to score for them or put them in such great field position that they can't fuck it up. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you lose this football game. Come out, handle business, play good defense. Hope Joe will Johnston is okay. Mm -hmm. I know he was out later in that game with an ankle. So hopefully he's back. Um, Stop the run, stop play action. You'll be good. I think defensively. I, I also real quick, Jesse Minter, I know a lot of people really shit on him two years ago when he got hired because at Vanderbilt it wasn't great. He's done a hell of a job. Oh, he's really good. He's done a really yeah, nice job by, by them. Really good job. So I know it was that's a hard mantle to pick up when Mike McDonald goes to the Baltimore Ravens to be the D coordinator. Um, big shout out to Jesse Minter too. I thought they had a great 100%. job all the way through. Uh, but yeah, so that's Michigan. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's all right. It's crazy. So okay, so the next four. Do you want to go to what I think are like least important or most yeah, important, or do you want to go in order of when they play? No, that's cool. Whatever you want. All right. So the uh, the first game where I I don't feel like there's a lot of stakes to this game necessarily okay. comparatively. Okay. Yep. Uh, we will hit Texas hosting or not hosting. They'll yep. be playing in a neutral site. Uh, Oklahoma State for the Big Twelve Championship. This will be noon on Saturday. Um, oh, where where do you think this line is at? Uh, Texas eleven and one. Oklahoma State nine and three. I'm gonna say Texas by seventeen and a half. Texas minus 11 and a half. God damn, you know what's funny? I was actually going to, I was like, I think it's either 10 or 17. I think it's like a whole touchdown. Yeah, like a touchdown difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 11, 11 and, and a half. half. Yeah, that's fair. I would take Texas in that. I would take Texas too. I think yeah. Texas is feeling something right now. Yeah. And I they, think they're pissed at themselves that they lost to Oklahoma and yeah, it's really and screwing they them over need right to, now. Um, they need to dominate this game to make yeah. a real case for it. Yeah, because right now their last five, they're looking at, they won 35 to 6 on BYU. Kansas State. 33 to 30 in overtime, almost losing that one. Yeah. TCU 29 26, Iowa State 26 16, and then yesterday gets Texas Tech 57 to 7. Well, it's Texas Tech. It's I mean, Texas come on. They got to play. But I think they need to have a really big game here because I think they, they need Alabama to win. They need Alabama or they need the team we'll talk about later, yeah. Florida State, to lose. Yeah. They need something to happen. I feel so bad for Florida State. That sucks. They're, they're the team on the outs. But yeah. yeah, I have Texas winning, and I think they would cover as well. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, talking about the night game. Yep. Florida State's the ACC championship game. Such a um, weird thing that that's the night game. Such a weird one. Yeah, they, they tie with Michigan at, yeah. or the big seven. Yeah, the night it's because everyone's like, nobody's going to watch this game, but it's fine. Florida State uh, will be playing Louisville. Louisville just losing to Kentucky. Uh, I think Florida State survives. Yeah. I think Florida what State do you, survives. What do you think the spread is here? This can't be high. Uh, I'm going to say four and a half. Almost four. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so. I Florida go. I, I can't be more than that. You don't have your quarterback for Florida State, but Louisville just dropped one to Kentucky, which kind of a trap game. They already knew they were playing the AC title game. Yeah, you're not making the Final Four, but I mean, Florida State's offense is struggling. They don't have their starting quarterback. That sucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's only so much Keon Coleman can do <laughs> out yeah. there. Um, Florida pushed them for a little while there, um, but I still think Florida State wins this game, okay. and everybody goes shit because. Yeah. That's going to be a massacre if they get at the four spot and Georgia's just going to kill them. Yes. Um, I think... It's really shitty for Florida State because they've done... A ma- think about where Florida State was like three years ago. Yeah, they were where they're at now. Pile. It is insane. Great yeah. job by them. Um, I <clears throat> actually like Florida or Louisville to cover. Okay. But I think Florida, I think Florida State went by like a field goal. Yeah. And I so a, a plus four for yeah. Louisville, I yeah. kind of like in that situation. For sure. Because um, I think they're good enough to keep it close. But I think Florida State probably edges out, it out, which makes me really upset. I, again, I, I don't really want them in there. Yeah. Only because without Jordan Travis there, I'm just like, you're just not. Yeah, it's not that, there. It's not That's there. It's not the thing. Yeah, for and, sure. And it's like not the same kind of team. But 
If Georgia uh, loses, oh boy. Yeah, something's going to happen. Speaking of Georgia, yeah. SEC championship game, the, for me, the co-main event of the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. There's one other game. It's yeah. a little, mm-hmm. feels a little different, but yeah. the co-main event for me, 4 o'clock on CBS here. I don't know who wins this game. SEC championship game, Georgia, Alabama. What do you think the spread is here? It can't be high. Uh, two and a half. Okay. Georgia minus five. Really? Mm-hmm. I guess and that's opening line. So yeah, okay. I mean, it could move around depending on who bets what. But right now, it's Georgia minus five. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's this is going to be such a close game. You yeah. Now the the funny thing, I think it's minus five. They play in um, their championship game is in Mercedes Benz Stadium, which is in Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. Right. So that it's helps. almost like a home, home crowd for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So I do think it's like a little bit of a home advantage there. Yeah. But minus five. Um. Yeah. I. Oof. I don't know who wins this game. I really don't. I don't Every either. time people start to doubt Georgia, Georgia comes out and beats the shit out of a team that's like relatively good, like mm-hmm. Ole Miss or Mizzou or whatever. Um, but Bama hangs around, man, and Saban knows how to, for whatever reason, Georgia's like, I mean, do we really need to win this game? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those situations, I feel like, where it's going to be pretty hard for Georgia not to make it, I feel like. Yeah, I'm... This Georgia team doesn't look right. Yeah. Like all season, no. like they they play close to people, yeah. and then they go. I guess we'll start yeah. blowing. Georgia you out. Tech was in it for a minute, and then you're like, okay, Georgia Tech gonna... was in it, yeah. Missouri's in it, yeah. Tennessee scores first, and like all these teams are like yep. beating them, and then it's yeah. like, I, we'll we'll come back and we'll beat you. Yeah. But I'm like, you, you can't just do that against. You Bama, just look though. weird, Alabama. You can't do that against. And I know the Bama's Jaylen... feeling themselves. Talk about a team that's feeling themselves. Jaden Milrow's figuring it out. Yeah, and that was my point was, yeah. man, I know people say he can't throw, and so he needs to make a throw, and somehow he makes throws. Yeah. It's really irritating. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Fields effect a little bit, where it's like, I yeah. don't think he can throw until, oh, he makes that one random awesome throw. Right. He did it twice yesterday, yeah. where I was like, he should not make that throw in the back corner of the end zone with a guy hovering on you. Oh, it's a perfect dot. Yeah. And I just go, ah. I think I would take Alabama with the points. Yeah. I'm not confident on like a money line. Like I'm not confident on Georgia or Alabama either way. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like a three, four point game. Yeah. Either I think, way. I think this is going to be punch, counterpunch, punch, counterpunch, punch, counterpunch. It could very much be who has the ball last. It really could. And that's yeah. why I think plus five. Yeah. That's a I hard think it's one. a hard one to cover. Yeah, so I would take Alabama on there. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's gonna be fun. That is that this game is gonna be one of those where I think everybody's gonna watch and go, if Georgia loses, pandemonium's gonna happen. Oh my god. We don't know who knows. Right, what the hell's gonna happen? Okay, okay, Bama's in. Michigan goes to one, assuming they handle business, yeah. right? Oregon okay. and Washington, what the winner oh. of that's gonna be in, Speaking what we'll talk which, about. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh my main event of the weekend, I think this game's gonna be bonkers awesome. Yeah. Oregon and Washington Pac-12 championship. The last Pac-12 game we will ever see. Yeah. At, or not wild. Crazy. Um, um, what do you think? This, I peeking through these spreads, yeah. this one, I don't believe. Okay. They're this is the one I was, I don't believe. All right. Where, do you, who do you, where are you leaning? I'm going to say, I don't know. You're, you're throwing me off. You say you don't believe it, so. I don't believe All it. All right, so. It's not is, what is I think. Or, is Oregon favored then? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oregon favored by four and a half. Uh-uh. More? More. No way. Get mm-hmm. out of here. Touchdown? A little more. Nine and a half. What? Because they're like, Washington just keeps escaping, I think. is. What I think the, is. This is the nine, and, yeah. and Oregon lost on the road to Washington. Yeah. And in a neutral site. Like, in, inside, like, 
I, I don't know if I believe that line. That's a lot. That's a scary line. Yeah. That, Washington can still score. They just can't stop anybody. They just can't right? stop anybody. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, man, I, I saw that line. Because I thought it was going to be Washington favored. I did too. 12-0 to 11. I, I, I like, thought it would be Washington, Washington would... favored by a field goal, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Right? Just to kind of sweeten the pot. Yeah. Oregon nine and a half. That's crazy. So they're confident that Oregon's taking this dub then. Oh, the, pretty in confident. The, in the biggest they're the, they're the like third I would take favorite. Washington. I would take. I don't think it's nine and a half. If it's a score, maybe just because it's a late, like they're tied yeah. and they keep going back and forth. It, it, but here's the thing: this is the game where I could honestly see it go where you go, okay, it could be really close and high scoring, or Oregon comes out and just obliterates them. Like Penix throws an early pick, they go down fourteen. Now they're passing the whole game. They're always down by two scores, right? Yeah. Like where they just can't stop. Yeah, this next. game could either be like the first one, which I think is the best game of the year so far. Yeah, is that thirty six thirty three game? This where Michigan Ohio State game was pretty damn good. It was good too. Yeah. Um, or it could be Oregon like they were against like Colorado, where right. they just went touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. It's like, oh, it's like twenty one zero. Oh, it's over. Yeah, it's like over. it's, it's yeah. like quick yeah. because I think Oregon's defense is legit, and I think Bo Nix is playing really well. Yeah. Um, but who, yeah, who nine and a half. Who's I'm, having this game? I I think Oregon wins. Okay. Outright. Yeah. I mean, on a spread line, I don't know because yeah. I didn't think it was going to be Oregon minus nine and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that progresses throughout the week. How that yeah. gets bad. Yeah, I, I would imagine a lot of people lay on, on Washington, and then that number shoots down a lot through the week. If Oregon wins, Washington's out, right? Um, I feel like if you had to, if you told me right now, listen, both Alabama and Oregon win, which means your two other undefeateds lose, right? Mm-hmm. Georgia gets in every time over Washington. Georgia gets, well, okay, so here's here's a scenario, though. If, if Texas wins, that's the part that I think that gets screwy. If right? Texas and Florida State both win, yeah, that's where. Yeah. Here's here's the thing for, and this is why it's crazy to be like a Georgia, like yeah. Georgia and or Washington yeah. is if Kinda you need to win, you you know these two games are like winning your ends, losing your yeah. probably outs because Michigan. I mean, they win. I, I, you would imagine, just, I, honestly, I'm, even if they lose somehow, yeah, I think they still get in. Maybe. Yeah. Because especially if all the other when Could like be. if everyone just loses, here's the it's thing: a, they all kind of here's what put. always you know kills me every year about when they they criticize Michigan. Michigan every year at the end of this always has the best win out of everybody's resume until the championship weekend yeah. because they beat the number two or three team in yeah, the country. Yeah, because Ohio State's always two or three. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you you have the resume builder yeah. immediately. Exactly. And, and honestly, once again, we go back to this right. You're punishing Georgia right now by having them play in this SEC championship game. I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play in this game. I want to go to the Final Four. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to risk playing Bama. I played perfect all year. Why do I got to do this shit? Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, so I think if, if if Georgia loses, Washington loses, Michigan would go to one, Oregon would go to two, yep. and then if Texas and Florida State both win. I think Florida State has to be three, right? Just because yeah, they just all move yeah, up, so it'll right. be three and four. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, hold on. So, no, because then Alabama would get there somehow. Yeah, Alabama's going to get in. So Alabama, Alabama would probably be three. Alabama would be three, and then Florida State or Texas would be four. And I think at that point, you have to give it to Florida State because they're undefeated. Undefeated, yeah. yeah. And that would be. And then Texas fans go pissed because they go, well, we beat Bama, and we have our conference oh championship God, game yeah. too. That would be, oh, my God. Yeah, think about that. Think about the outrage. And here's the oh, part, too, that could get really screwy, is what if they put Texas in over Florida State because they're like, we don't have any faith at all that you're going to win against Michigan because you have no quarterback. That's fair. And then everybody goes, well, that's bullshit. That because is, that is you the, put Cincinnati well, in, but you don't put Florida State in. Yeah, they also dropped, uh, when, when Jordan Travis got hurt and they yeah. won, they dropped them under Oregon. Yeah. 
who Oregon yeah. already has a loss. Right, exactly. Because they were like, we don't believe in you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is wild. Hey, you won the game, but you lost your best player. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, I was like, you, how did you go down and all win? Yeah. It's the, crazy. So to me. that's the interesting thing. No, that is because the winner of the SEC championship is getting in regardless, right? It we doesn't know that. matter. You know, if Michigan wins, they're, they're in, in regardless. Winner yeah. of the Pac-12 is in regardless. Correct. So it's like, okay, you've already got three out of those four. Okay, if we have something screwy happen now, uh oh, Texas wins, Florida State wins, Georgia loses. Oh boy! Yeah, which one are you putting in? They're oh, gonna want. That's the one in. game. That's really the game. If Georgia loses, that's the one. Because if Washington loses, they're out. Oregon's in. There's no debate there, yes, right? Yes, yes. So if Georgia's the only, if it's the one undefeated team that does lose, I don't know how you don't put them in. But also at the same time, you there's go, so many how other teams you, you put, put in. them in, right? Like yeah. how do you put them? Well, in, Well, because right? you compare them, it's like okay, so Texas, like. Compare like Georgia and Texas, they're both twelve and one. One won their conference, the other one didn't. Right. And one beat Alabama right. and you didn't. Exactly. Yeah. And I you're know. gonna put Georgia in over them? Yeah. Like it's it's stuff like that where Georgia could lose this one game and they're done. Yeah, they've been undefeated in three years, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they, they lose oh, and they're done. Lordy. I think yeah, I think if Georgia loses, I think they're done. Yeah. And I think it's crazy. And then you go Florida State won, but so did Texas. We'd really like to have Texas back. I in would this. much rather have Texas but in, but it's it's it, unfair. You set a bad precedent if you go, yeah, but you lost your player. That's not my fault. We still went undefeated. We still won all of our games. Mm-hmm. What else do you want from me? Yeah. You put TCU and Cincinnati in. You can't put us in. They're like, mm, but hook them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hook them horns, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's that's uh I'm excited. It's I'm something. Excited. It's a big weekend. I love it is, this weekend. It is, it's a weekend. The last couple years, I yeah. feel like haven't had this many like Great. winning your in games. Yeah. Like last year was like Georgia LSU. I was like, yeah, okay, Georgia's so gonna kill. Georgia's gonna kill them. Or if they lose, they're still gonna mm-hmm. get in there. Yeah, Michigan uh, Purdue, Michigan Snore. Purdue, Snorefest, like TCU, Kansas State. Sure, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, even though TCU lost and still got in, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, but like this year, it's like you have Pac-12, SEC championship game, and then the other games. USC win and you're in, then they lose, and, and then, then they you lose. Go, oh that, my god! Yeah. yeah, that was that was the one last year that really fucked everything up. Mm-hmm. Ohio like, State's like, we'll play. And <laughs> Alabama was like, can we get shut your face? Alabama was like, we have two losses. Alabama was like, we've lost by a combined six points in two games. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio State lost at home to twenty three points. Doesn't yeah, matter exactly. Uh, Figure yeah. it out. So it's gonna be an interesting weekend. We I will love get, it. we will get our final four. Next yeah, week, so yeah. we usually do that live because yes. be, their thing starts at like noon, yep. so that's when we yep. record. So I love, I love it. I love it. We will know the final four next week. Yeah. Ooh, so I guess the last quick question, yeah, yeah. and we'll probably talk about it next week before. Yeah. Is as a Michigan fan, who who we want to play? Florida State. Oh yeah, we want to play. Florida yeah, State. I want to play Florida State. Yeah. I want Florida State to win. I want Georgia to lose. And then and I guess it got... comes down to more if, if everything kind of lines how everyone how it thinks should. it's going to. We're so going to play playing... a twelve team. Yeah. So, so do you want to play Washington? or Do you want to play Oregon? I'd rather play Washington. Okay. But I think that they. I honestly, at this point in time, when you get to this level, it's kind of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Unless you have that Georgia team where you just go, no one's beating this team, right? Yeah. There, there is not that team this year. Right, there's just yeah. not all the, four are going to be solid outside the of maybe four. By the time, by the time you look at it, right, you've got Michigan, you've got Georgia, you've got Alabama, you've got Oregon, you've got Washington, you've got Florida State, and you've got Texas that are all legitimate guys where you can go. Yeah, they could go on a run and win a national title. Yeah. I think Florida State. Florida State's the hardest is... one because, but like you know, going into this time, right, mm-hmm. and then you even can point to a team like Ohio State, right? And obviously they're not going to get in, but yeah. you're going to tell me Ohio State's not one of the best six, seven teams in the country. You can't tell me that they're not. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And then expended in the 12 team playoff, right. they'd be a very interesting matchup. Exactly. So it's like, okay, how do you, you know, it's hard for me to be like, oh, Georgia's just going to win it all. Are they though? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, every time they've been tested, but they haven't had that top five matchup yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Oregon and Washington, but Washington beat them last time. Can Bo Nix actually deliver in real prime time, or is he just good at beating all the bad teams? Like, mm-hmm. where where does that line go? Can Michigan finally just break through and just get it done for once in their freaking life? You know? Mm-hmm. what? Or is, does Nick Saban just pull it out of his ass once again, right? Like, there's just yeah, so many different him. lines that you can take with it. Yeah. I think I'd rather play Washington. Um but, you know, I think they can beat Oregon. I'm not, like I said, I'm still waiting for Bo Nix to show me that he can win the big game mm-hmm. on the road when shit's not going 100% according to plan. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking forward to. So should be interesting. It's it's fun, though. It's a lot of fun. It is. It is. All right, let's just focus a little bit. Let's talk some Lions slash NFC. Lions lose um, in a debilitating fashion to the Green Bay Packers. Look like total garbage. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to get into that game. I don't want to get into the Chicago game or the Charger game or anything like that. Um, they're eight and three, number two seed in the AFC or the NFC, tied with. Are they are they technically overpacked overlapped by the Niners now because yeah. of the NFC conference record, right? Okay, so yes. th- they're third in the NFC right but now. But the same record as yeah, the Niners, tied with the Niners at eight and three right now. Eagles are clearly going to be the number one seed. We can kind of put that to bed. Um, I'm going to ask you this question again, and then we'll kind of get to the NFC, right? What's the ceiling? I'm concerned mm-hmm. right now about this team a little bit. And I'm not concerned because Jared Goff's turned the ball over five or six times in the last two games. That's not my concern. Mm-hmm. My concern is that this defense is going to kill them because they have no pass rush. Yes. They this is the most and I and I I defended it a little bit at the time, and I understand why they didn't do something at the deadline, but this is why you're seeing what you're seeing now. The inability to get to the quarterback and allow your secondary to play confident and play press has killed them mm-hmm. because this off zone contain bullshit that they start out every game in has been killing them. Yeah, absolutely. You cannot spot a team 14 points and expect to win football games. Mm-hmm. Your offense is great. They have a really good offense. They there do. is not, there is sing, seriously, when you look at them, they're fully healthy. What do you need? Mm-hmm. You got speed. You have a dynamic number one receiver. You have two running backs who are awesome, and you have the top off not even not top five, the top offensive line in football before last week, before this Thursday game, by, by PFF rankings. Mm-hmm. And Jared Goff has been dealing. Yeah. What do you need offensively? You don't need any, you have a you have a rookie tight end. He's probably top five tight end in the league right now. Mm-hmm. For God's sakes, you don't need anything offensively right now. Not a damn thing. What you do need though is somebody to Alvin Hutchinson. What you do need is a true second corner that's not Jerry Jacobs. Mm-hmm. I think, like, you look at this team and you go, what's the glaring weakness? Those are it for me. Yeah. And that's the thing that's going to kill them when they play good teams because you cannot let Dak Prescott stand back there and pick you apart. You can't let uh, a Jalen. Jalen Hurts will kill you. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott at least will throw you one. Jalen Hurts ain't going to throw you one. Yeah. Jalen Hurts going to kill you. Brock Purdy will kill you if you just allow him to stand back there and you allow play action to happen all day long. It's not going to go well for them. Yeah. They need to figure it out, and they need to figure it out fast because they've got some games here. They're playing a shit New Orleans team, and you play a shit Bears team in Chicago, which I'm not excited about, and then you come home and you play the Broncos. Those games need to be wins. Mm-hmm. You you need to assert your dominance and go, we're not letting this division go because I'm in a little bit, and maybe this is the PTSD of Lions fan, but I'm in a little bit of a panic mode. Not because they lost, okay? 
but it's because of the way they've been playing the last two, three weeks defensively where I go, this is not sustainable. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back to the Matthew Stafford years where they got to win and shoot every game. They're not built for that. Mm -hmm. Even though this offense is awesome, I don't want Jared Goff to have to be perfect. That's not fair to anybody on the offensive side. It needs to be fixed. I'm not calling for Aaron Glenn to be fired, but I am saying shit needs to get fixed and the game plan needs to change because right now it ain't working. Mm-hmm. It's not. You haven't played good offenses in the last two out of three weeks, and they've still put up a shit ton of points. It's unacceptable. You're the number three team in the NFC right now. Figure it out. That's mm-hmm. where you need to be acting. That's my expectation, mm-hmm. right? What are your thoughts on this team as we go into the kind of back end of the year? Yeah, I mean, I've always been worried about the defense good um, ever since the first week. I know, yeah. like, Mahomes didn't put up 40 points like they always do yep. in week one games like we talked about before the season. But the defense was still, I was like, they were just open receivers yep. running around, and there's not a lot of a pass rush, but they survived. But there have been a lot of games, and it, it's it's a very telling when, like, okay, you play, like, Desmond Ritter and Bryce Young, yeah. and you look really, and the defense looks really good. And then you play, like, Lamar Jackson and, and Justin Herbert, and your defense looks like dog shit. Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, that makes sense because that's yeah. how it's supposed to be. Right. But your defense, I don't think is good. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not good. They now, they don't do a lot right on defense. No. Um, I will say it's better than last year, but yes. last year you were thirty first in the NFL, so yeah. I would hope so. Yeah, this right? year you're like twenty second. I actually I don't know what they are. I'm gonna look that up in DVOA. Let me see what they are. In I, I think I saw and, and one it, maybe it was like points allowed or something. They were twenty second. What in some stat running. they were like twenty second. Yeah, I'm gonna look right now. Keep going though. You can go. But uh, yeah, no, the offense has never necessarily been an issue. There are some points where I go. I, I'm still worried about Jaragoff at points. Mm-hmm. Um, just some decision-making and, and things like that when he's under pressure. Mm-hmm. And when you play Dallas and the 49ers and Philly, that can get to you. Um, those are the games I'm worried about with Goff. But in general, I think he does a fine jo- uh, time um, mm-hmm. normally. But that defense is just, yeah, just worrisome. I mean, they're fourth in DVOA right now. Is that oh, is this overall? This is overall. And t- defensively in DVOA right now, they're 10th. Mm. And offensively, they're 5th. Okay. So, I mean, so, but the problem is, to your point, right, when you play teams like Desmond Ritter and you shut them down, and here's the thing. I don't know what happened, but they were rushing for, like, a good chunk of the first half of the year, and they were getting home. Now, it's like, if Hutch is double teamed, there's none. There's, there's none. nothing happening and i'm getting pissed because you told me you come out and you go we're not going to mess with the vibe of this team the even dan campbell in his last press conference goes those guys are going to be fine they're going to be just fine really because you haven't gotten to herbert you didn't get to fields because you couldn't contain hutch still for whatever reason does not know how just to set the edge and this last week you made jordan love look like an all pro for three quarters Mm -hmm. i go that's unacceptable I am not uh, – listen, I'm not going to come on this show and say I expect them to win every football game. That's not fair. That's not a reasonable request. I'm not expecting to win every game 56 nothing. This isn't Madden. However, am I expecting your defense, a team that you've already played once in their house and you decimated for you to come out and go, hey, here's what they've been doing. They've been taking deep shots. And what do they fucking do the very first play? Take a deep shot to Christian Watson. How did you not know? Mm-hmm. That's like step one shit. Don't let the deep play happen. And yet it happened. Mm-hmm. Like – They've stopped the run, which, okay, great, cool. But if you don't get pressure on third and six, it's might as well be a first down. And that's the and that's the issue that they're having right now. If Hutch doesn't make the play, there's nobody else. Like, Aleem McNeil should not be required to be the next guy up in that situation. <laughs> he's a nose guard, okay? He's doesn't. I mean, listen, he's got five or six sacks on the air. Good for him. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Whatever he does in the sack department and in interior pressure is just 
the icing on the cake for yeah. me. But the fact that John Kaminsky, Romeo Aquaria, Julian Aquara, um, who else we got? Josh Pascal, Levi Anzarike, Charles Harris. Charles Harris. Good God, Charles Harris. None of them have done a damn thing this year. Mm-hmm. And that's concerning. That at least, And listen, I'm glad at least I can look at this team and go, here's a hole, here's a hole, hope to God we fill it mm-hmm. because they're going to have money. And they, and like I said, I think offensively they're pretty set, quite frankly. Yeah. But maybe maybe a guard. Yeah, depending. Something. Yeah, it'd be nice if Jonah Jackson can, you know, play. Um, yeah. But overall, they've got all their big positions covered. It's really just a situation of defensively. Can you allow it where your defense doesn't, or where your offense doesn't have to go out there and immediately have to answer for fourteen points? Mm-hmm. Because when the offense does make a mistake, and then they spot them a touchdown, it's like, oh, this is an insurmountable lead to overcome now because I can't rely on my defense to get off the field ever. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. It's absolutely it brutal. brutal. And I know I'm being really negative about an eight and three football team. I'm very happy that we're eight and three. I think they've come out like a bat out of hell and have withstood the storm. Like that charger game I thought was a really nice win because you like you, you, you showed some resolve. Your offense took themselves to another level. Mm-hmm. Right. But God bless it. Playing down to two bad teams like the Packers and the bears was really frustrating for me. It is, yeah. You talk about this easy schedule, then go kick their ass. Yeah. Cause that's what the Eagles are doing. That's what the Niners did. Yeah. That's what Dallas did. All those three teams the last two weeks have gone out and played teams that were outside of the Eagles. The Eagles, oh, the Eagles are playing no, no, some top. But, but, but like, you know what I mean? Like Dallas came out and beat the shit out of Washington. San Francisco yeah. went Seattle. You're not winning. You're not in our division. You're just not. It's not there yeah. yet. What, for whatever reason, they're not. Mm. So it's like, why were you the only team on Thanksgiving to come out and lay an egg? Mm. You're at home. You should have decimated the Packers. I don't need a 40-point win, but you should have beat them by two scores. Yeah. It did, it did look a little worse when the other two teams that you're kind of vibing with outside right. of the Eagles. Because you look at the Niners and they go, they found their mojo again. And listen, we I think we can both agree, if they're playing their best football in December and January, okay, whatever, fine. I'll be willing to withstand whatever yeah. turmoil we have right now. I'm just worried that that's not going to come. I, I, and I'm also just a little worried that, you know, when you because like the Eagles or not the Eagles the Niners had mm-hmm. that low skid Strip. but they played like the Browns defense mm-hmm. and they had the Cincinnati Bengals when Burrow got right. hot for a couple right. of games yeah. like they played some like pretty solid teams yeah. during that skid that they were losing yeah. and now they're getting back on track I was like you're you're having your skid against the Bears and Packers right like two teams that you should just go out there and go Beat. we just have better talent than, than we're just you. better than you yeah we're straight up better and so the the fact that you're like playing down to those teams yeah. or like Dallas is like all right we got decimated by the Niners mm-hmm. and we lost to the Eagles but we go out and kill the Panthers and the yeah. Washington like those and, are the teams and, you should kill Kind of how it. Well, that's what's funny, right? Is that early in the year, right? What were the Lions doing? That exact same thing, right? Okay, we're going to play Atlanta. We're going to kill you. We're going to go into Green Bay and beat the shit out of you. We're going to go play Carolina. We're going to beat you. Like they were winning the Raiders, yeah, by double digits. Like they were they were handling these teams, Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we play division play, and all of a sudden it's too big for you. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't get it. I'm I'm very frustrated with the way the defense is played. I know last week, last week the, the the loss to Green Bay is the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. That's yeah. that's the number one. If you're looking at the reason why they didn't win the football games, the offensive line got beat. Yeah, and I think I think I think one hope I have, and we'll yep. see if it comes to fruition in the Saints one, yep. is I think that they were just getting a little Above on them. their high horse a yeah, little bit. You, you escaped Chicago off a big emotional win. Yeah, you right? escaped the Chargers. Yeah, right. Really, another one like last another one. Game, last second win where you make a couple big plays at the end to win yeah. it. You go, okay. 
You're playing with fire, and I think fire bit back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm just hoping that, yes. and I think now they're also in a spot that they're not normally in, where now they're becoming the hunted team, mm-hmm. where teams like the Packers are like, they're not, expect, they're not expecting us. Yeah, we got to play so, up. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to go kick their ass here, yeah. and they're not going to expect it. Now I hope the Lions go into the Saints game expecting the Saints to come out and try to kick them in the butt mm-hmm. and see what happens. Yeah, agreed. So. And, I, and I do think historically they have bounced back under Dan Campbell, right? Yeah. I know Dan Campbell came I don't think he coached a great game. Those two two-point conversion calls, I uh, still just, don't understand. They're, they're, Terrible. It's, uh, it's like sacrilegious like, to call that. I, I, I The fake punt thing. I understand why, because if you get it, you look like a genius. You don't. You look like an idiot. It's, and I appreciated it, uh, the fact that he went and said, I shouldn't have made the call. It was it was the moment where you go, I uh, went, I uh, went. remember the Chiefs game, yeah. and everyone said, oh, great call, yeah. perfect idea. And yeah. I was the one that was like, I don't love the idea, yeah. but you got it, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. They didn't get it. It happens this exactly. time, and I go, I yeah. just don't love the idea. And I but. felt like everybody was waiting for it. That mm-hmm. was the other problem. It was like, mm, you're kind of desperate. Everyone kind of called the fake punt where yeah. I was at. Like yeah. Everyone was like, imagine this being a fake punt. Like, everyone kind of was yeah. just like feeling, we got to get a momentum shift. And right. and the thing is, they could have done it without it, right? And the, and the I understood, like I said, if you're telling me, here's my logic, was, hey, look, we're trying to steal a possession, right? We're going to go score. Are we we trust our offense more than our defense because our defense. Yeah. I just wanted to come out and say our defense needs to be better. Yeah. But he doesn't do that. And I and it's like, it, it, that's the only thing where I'm like, you, you got to stop giving this defense a pass. Mm-hmm. Because, and here's the thing. Do, am I mad at Aaron Glenn a little bit? Yes, because I do think overall start games have been tough. However, they have made in-game adjustments and mm-hmm. have done a nice job of doing that. They did it against the Bears, and I think they did it against the Packers when you look at that game as a whole. However, when you spot them 14 points, but then also the inability to come into a game with a plan and go, hey, this is what they do and, and scheme it up. Like, come on, man. Like, this this shouldn't be that difficult. And I'm also putting a little bit of blame on Brad Holmes because you had an opportunity to make a move at the deadline. Now, I'm not saying Montez Sweat changes your fortunes from a good football team to a you're winning the Super Bowl. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. However, what I am saying is you could have made a move to bring somebody in here to help with this pass rush or this secondary, which would have immediately played dividends because right now you have razor thin at, at corner and you have no pass rush outside of Aiden mm-hmm. Hutchinson. And then the, their one move is get DPJ and his one play yeah, on exactly. the field. He, he, line, he lines up offsides. <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah, exactly. It's that, it's that <laughs> University of Michigan education, clearly. Heck yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. Oh, no, Aiden yeah. Hutchinson's pretty smart guy. Yeah. Let's talk about the NFC as a whole, though, right? Yeah. Eagles, I don't think there's much to talk about. They're awesome. They just they just find ways to do it. They really yeah. do. They're, they're just so good. They are, yeah. Every time I'm like, ah, I don't love what they're doing. And they, it, it, it almost they play in a way where it's like, we don't want to lose in the first three quarters, and we'll beat you in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they're just in it. They're always just in it. Yeah, because, like, the Chiefs game, I'm like – like middle of the third quarter, you're losing, and they threw like three straight screen plays. Mm-hmm. And I go, This is like the worst play calling I've ever seen. But it's like, we're just staying in it until the fourth quarter. And because their offense doesn't have to be freaking perfect because their defense can get a stop. Yeah, it's crazy how that works. Good lord. But it's called yeah. complimentary football. <laughs> My yeah, goodness. Eagles, Michigan did it yesterday. Yeah, Eagles are awesome. Um, I don't have much to say. Niners what, looking like the Niners again. Yeah, That's Niners looking one. like the Niners. I mean, and Dallas looking really impressive. Yeah, Dallas even in a loss good. to the Eagles, they yeah. look impressive. Yeah, uh, Dak is playing good football for sure right now. I'm still a little bit iffy on Dallas just because they feel very much like Jim Caldwell Lions a little sure. bit, where they just beat all the bad teams, but the two teams that they've played as any good, they've lost to. So it's like yeah. I'm waiting to see. Now listen, 
Could they easily just go on a run here? Absolutely, right? They're yeah. very talented. Defense is really good. I think Dan Quinn's going to get a head coaching job. Yeah, so, um, yeah, for d- both Dallas and Philly, because yeah. the Niners' schedule is relatively easy the rest yeah, of the way. I, I mean, think they shit. might lose one more game the rest of the way, but they're yeah. pretty solid the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, they, they had their skid early enough where they go, okay, now we can just play. Yeah, so the Eagles are in the middle of their skid. So their skid started with um, the Dolphins. Yeah. They played the Dolphins, Commander, Cowboys, Chiefs. Won all of those games, and now they play Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks. Wow. Which that is, is a, a, that that's is a eight schedule. Game, eight game schedule. They're already 4-0 through the skid. That is and crazy. Then, and then they end the season Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Okay, so they, so, so they get so a three-week break. <laughs> basically. But these but these next four games, I mean, I, yeah. I still think they go like 3-1 and one through them. Probably. But, but yeah. it's still really impressive. Are the Eagles the number one team for you in the NFL? Yes. Yeah, me too. And it's not even. I mean, it's close. I, I, I don't still, think it's all that close. I, I like the Chiefs still, but it's the Eagles are. Chiefs so need good. hands. Um, they do need talk, hands. Yeah, the Niners. I think are looking really good. Niners I looking think, good. I, Cowboys. Oh yeah, that was the point I was yeah. going to get to. The Cowboys are going to start their skid here. So mm-hmm. their next five, they play. We're getting down to the nut cutting time too, guys. There's not a lot of games left. Yeah, I mean, you got what seven, seven six, games? six, seven, games depending yeah. on the team. Uh, Cowboys play Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions. There you go. So I mean, if, Seattle, if, Seattle's going to play desperate too. Seattle's going to play desperate because they're about on the edge of their sword, about to yeah. die off a cliff. So Geno Smith, buddy, having a Gino rough Smith time. Well, honestly, that time. game was over in so quickly. I know. I was like, good. God. Niners are so much better. It's not even funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, Cowboys are going to have enough. If they get through this five game skid relatively unscathed, yeah. then I can legit be like, okay, they're a good team. But mm-hmm. we'll see what they do through that skid. But For sure. those four teams, I think it's those four teams, and then there's a drop off. Of massive proportion before mm-hmm. you get to five, yep. and five is maybe Seattle. Yeah, maybe I think maybe, it is. maybe I think Minnesota. Yeah, I think like, it's Seattle. Like, Seattle's better. Yeah, I I yeah. don't like any of the teams after the four. Mm-hmm. I think it's a giant drop off. Yeah, no, I do too. I think like I, I don't think Minnesota's got the legs for. I just don't. No, I, just, I don't think anyone from the South has it. Yeah, like, South it should not be. They should just all just not be allowed in the playoffs. They're all terrible. Um, we do say that about one division every year, though. So. I know we do. Yeah. Weird, actually. <laughs> like, a couple of years ago, it was the NFC East where they were all, like, nine wins. We were like, why? Yeah, the Eagles won, and then they got obliterated by the by, the by Tampa, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, for sure. But, like, I think the NFC, unlike – so the NFC, I think, has, I think, better – I think the Niners and Eagles are making that case to be up there, and, the, and then the Chiefs. I think those are the top three teams in the NFL right yeah, now. Yeah, but Baltimore – Oh, Baltimore, too. Yes, thank you. Those are probably yeah. the four. So those are the four teams where I go. If those are my AFC-NFC championship matchups, I go, I'm pretty happy with that. Like, mm-hmm. those are pretty good games. No. Um, hopefully, Baltimore and Philadelphia get out of there, but it's fine. Um, but And yeah. then Baltimore wins it, just so I don't have to listen to Philadelphia fans. <laughs> those Philly fans. Yeah, exactly. Go crazy. Yeah. The Niners fans, I don't need to see Kyle Shanahan blow it again. I, I've seen that. I've seen that <laughs> twice now. I'm good. <laughs> and yeah. I'm good with the Chiefs. Um, but... You know, after that, though, I think there's a there's a pretty big drop. The ASC we talked about last week where there's a lot of teams that are all just trying to not be awful, but mm-hmm. they're all average. Yeah. The ANFC is like, no, 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 no. Either we're going to be at the top of the conference or we are awful, and there is no in-between. There's it's, not a lot in between. It's very Seattle weird. and the Vikings and, I guess, the Saints yeah. are kind of riding the, the, the Those are the three line. teams where you go, man, against most AFC teams in that same pad, I go, I'm, I think Seattle is clearly the better team out of those t- other two. Yeah. Um, but it's not by like a wide margin these days. I don't it's, know why either. Yeah. I don't think they're running the ball effectively, which is they, not helping. They, they don't. Uh, their offense is maybe the most inconsistent offense I've ever seen. They hey, go, just they, play Detroit every week. You're yeah, good. They're, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Their defense isn't bad. No. 
their offense just is three and out heavy. They go three and out. Yeah, it's all the Geno Smith curse time. right yeah. there. Um, yeah, I just you know looking at the NFC, it really feels like a two horse race. I thought the Lions with their schedule look, could have been in it, yeah. but these last two games have told me you're probably still a year away from really being in that. Yeah, big and, boy I, I think I think Dallas is like a horse a little bit farther behind. That's like. We're trying to get there. Yeah, right. And it's like the if, problem is, is that they play in that division with the Eagles, so their road is just so much harder than it needs. to yeah, be. Yeah, because they'll be a f- like they'll have to play the Saints in the first round, which isn't yeah, well, bad. Yeah, they win, there. and then they're gonna probably have to play the Eagles right. in the second round. Exactly. Which Game's actually, silly. honestly, if they get out of playing the Niners, it might help them. Yeah, no, because they can't beat the Niners. No, no, they can't really beat Philly, but at least maybe. Yeah, so the, the Niners always have that one team where they just are like, no, you're not beating us. And it's it was, a lot, it was Aaron Rodgers Packers for years. And it's a lot of teams. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. It's Aaron Rodgers Packers, it's the Seahawks, it's the um the Cowboys now. Everybody besides in the big game it's like Yeah. You just hate to see it. Yeah, exactly. Um any other anything else you want to say about the NFC? No, no. Just no. Just the Eagles are too good. I know. We need to we need to nullify the Eagles a little it's bit. It's frustrating. I know. I need the Lions to to make some money moves in the offseason to Oh, that would start help stepping too. up. Step up. That'll help out a little bit, I think. Uh, You know, I had a dream one day that it was going to be Lions and Jags in the Super Bowl, and everybody goes, "Well, what else is on?" But, (laughs) (laughs) but here we are. Here we are. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's a thing. That would be something. All right, let's shift focus here. Last topic of the day: Uh, WWE Survivor Series. We got all the news and notes. Not a very eventful show at all. I don't think. Um, Yeah, I didn't even watch it because nothing happened. Yeah, it's terrible. But we'll get to it. Let's go through it, Mike. Survivor Series from Chicago, um, All-State Arena. All-State Arena. Most highest-grossing Survivor Series of all time. Second highest-grossing event in All-State Arena for WWE outside of WrestleMania. Yeah, apparently it was like after the during the first match, it was like the highest-watched mm-hmm. um, Survivor Series yeah. on streaming yeah. or something. Right, and yeah, which is crazy. I was like, cool, <laughs> I don't know. You're like, um, well, no, nobody's got nothing to do tonight, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you guys didn't want to watch Khalid? Okay, never yeah. mind. Okay. Hey, we have a new Ring of Honor pure champion, okay? Because Shibata has to go to Japan back immediately. So, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, you didn't like those Continental Classic matches on Saturday? No? Oh, they didn't do any? Oh, okay. Yeah, Brody King win, beats uh, Eddie Kingston, but he doesn't win the belts or no. something? Or? Well, the belts are, they clarified it. The belts are like the, the grand prize. That you win. Oh, so Eddie King's just holding on to him until then? So what if yeah. he's not in the finals? He's just not. Then in. he loses. It's basically he, like, vacated them. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Okay, sure. I don't know why the Ring of Honor. T- they combined <sighs> all three, so it's going to be all one now. Yeah, that's bad. They, that's like, they they did, like, the IC World Championship for um, New Japan. They, like, yeah. they combined all th- three to make one title. To me, so Ring of Honor doesn't have a world champion now. Then I guess not. That doesn't make it. See, that's what I'm saying. It's stupid. Like New Japan Strong doesn't have a main champion now. No, it's it's a combination. So like that person's going to be on all three. I think defending the one title. I'm not. They haven't they haven't shown the new AEW version of the the. the I'm nauseous. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, you might have a new belt to buy though. I mean, yay, potentially depending on what it looks like. Yeah, they haven't revealed it yet. They're going to reveal it. I think at the finals or something. So. Okay. I, yeah, it was confusing. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Glad he bought Ring of Honor, though. It's going, it's going <laughs> great. It's going great. Sure. He just wanted that library. Hey, the kingdom is going to be the number one contender for those tag titles. Maybe we're finally going to see some movement on the Adam Cole front. <laughs> it's only been like six months. Heal, damn it. Heal. <laughs> Adam. Uh, yeah, so we had a War Games match. Yeah, too. we did. 
Uh, also, back to very, the other show. It was a very uneventful night. Nothing really happened. Um, yeah, pretty much. Eight man tag. Um, okay, I will say this about this women's war games match though. Eo Sky's jump with the trash with the can? trash can. Crazy. Holy shit! Well, I would have scared listen, out of my mind. Listen, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but put yourself in that situation. You're twenty feet above the floor. Okay, you're gonna put a trash can on your head, and then you're just gonna free fall. <laughs> Pray to God somebody catches you. Yeah, or you're that, just like that, falling face that, first. That's what happened. Yeah. Just so we're all clear, that was in the amount of trust. Yeah. Can you imagine if everybody just went, "That's a trash can." Hard pass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just move out of the way. What the hell? Like crazy. crazy. I I really actually did appreciate the fact they tried some unique things in this match. Right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the generic thing. Um, was hoping for some sort of story. Coming out of this, I know Bailey took the pin, so maybe that's where we kind of kick things off. Um, but outside of that, I thought they worked hard. I thought it was good, not great, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. But I wish that we would have seen some sort of movement storyline wise that we didn't really get to see. Yeah, how do, we're gonna, outside we're, of Charlotte and Becky are apparently best friends on television again. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have a Rob uh, Fit check here. Oh uh, so um, the faction loses. How do we feel? I didn't like it. I don't, I don't, but once again, that's what I was hoping for. Okay, they lose, and then we get some story. Nope, everyone's just yippy skippy, happy doodah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Okay. Um, didn't love it, but I, like I said, it's one of those, I don't necessarily know what their plan is for EO in the title either. I'm trying to figure all that out. It's like they have so many stars. Like that whole War Games match was full of stars. Yeah. Um, and Triple H made a way to point out Shotzi as somebody who had a really nice night, which I agree with. Um, but again, I'm like, okay, what now? Yeah, right? Yeah. I really wish they had a December pay per view. Honestly, help out a little bit. It would, but we're just gonna wait two months for the Rumble. That doesn't that's seem. What, that's what it looks like right now. Yikes! I don't like that. Um. Yeah. Uh. So we had the Intercontinental Championship match. We had Gunther and the Miz. Um. Gunther said, "Miz, you're gonna kill me for like 11 minutes, and then I'm going to rip you to shreds <laughs> for the last minute at the beat you." <laughs> 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 and Gunther retains oh, over the Miz. Lordy. Am I accurate? Yeah. Is that kind of what it yeah. felt like? Th- this was a, sure, let's do it, you know. Yep. Um, but, yeah. Oh, excuse oh, me, Rob sorry. Rob sneezed yeah. crazy. Oh, my gosh. Right. I was trying really hard to make sure I didn't sneeze in the microphone. Everybody goes, swerves off the road right. listening. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, somebody got shot. Um, yep. But, yeah, no, Gunther's awesome. Uh, his press conference afterward I thought was interesting. They're like, what are your plans on you know, the Rumble? And he goes, I don't know if I'm in the Rumble or not. And he goes, my plan. And they asked him about, you know, becoming world champion. He goes, my goal is the Intercontinental title, like, to defend this and blah, 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 and blah. I'm like, I see right through you. <laughs> <laughs> you lying, second yeah, shit. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm still very fascinated how they get the title off him. They, they need to do something. I don't know. They yeah. maybe need to get a guy to come back or something. I don't know. I mean, he could title. just go, I don't want this title anymore, and just drop it off. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I really love that. I don't know <laughs> if we oh, listen to my tirade on that one a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Good God. How do you piss Rob off? Let's just, you know. Yeah, build up this title for the last, like, two years and go, I, I kind of want the world title. Throw it in the garbage. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. And then we're going to give it to Chad Gable, and everybody goes, yay, now listen, what? If you're going to give it to Chad Gable, at least have Chad Gable beat him. So it's, Once like, again, incredible You thing. could do a six-way something or other where – you know, Imperium accidentally costs him or something like that, where he doesn't even have to take the pin. Yeah. Something. Yeah, that's fine. Anything's better than just going, Don't I want to be AEW World Champion, so this television <laughs> title that is so prestigious, I'm going to lay on the ground and fart on it as I walk out of the <laughs> ring. And then Tony Khan tries to sell me that it means something. Yes. 
uh, in the middle of the show here. We thought we were going to get Santos Escobar versus Carlito. Turns out Carlito isn't ready. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Lee. that. Time I went Dragon Lee. I was like, man, Carlito can't get nothing going, can he? <laughs> You can't even be on a pay-per-view to p- take the fall here. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, Santos <clears throat> Escobar is Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee gets all these, like... Let's go, like, 10 minutes? Uh, 8 minutes, 20 seconds. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Dragon Lee gets all these, like, hype promos of, like, oh, look at Dragon Lee. He came over from New Japan. And oh, he's awesome. And uh, he sucks. And he yeah, this Santos was, Escobar. I think, more about, hey, let's get Dragon Lee on the main roster. Let's showcase him a little yeah. bit. But Santos is kind of the story that we're going for. Um, you know... I'm interested to see where they go with that, though. I think they could really make some magic together if given the time and mm-hmm. let them go, all right, screw the WWE style. We're just going to go flip for flip, you know, and kind of go with it. Mm. I think I think there's something there. I'm, yeah. I'm interested to, on, the, on the Santos thing. I think he's got a lot of legs. He really does, I think. Good, you know, can speak English really well, right? He's got the Hispanic heritage, right? He's a second-generation guy. There's a lot. There's a lot there to like about him. And Dragon Lee, I think they have big plans for too. Obviously, because he's a freak. Yep. Uh, co-main event here. We had the women's. <laughs> sure. I didn't have much more. Yeah. Uh, women's world title match here. Uh, Rhea Ripley came out. She was like, "I'm cool. I'm badass. She's um, great." Zoe Stark came out. She said, "I." I got face paint on my face. I work here. Yeah. And uh, one of them won. I wonder which one won. This was this was solid though. Really? I I really do think this was good. Um. You know, Adam uh, Adam Cole, Michael Cole said on the you know, like if you look up star in the dictionary, you see a picture of Rhea Ripley, and I was like, I could not agree more. Like it's the first time ever. I I was like vintage Cole for saying that. Like that's what he said, and I I go, it's so accurate though. Like it really is. I don't know who is going to take the title offer, but it better be somebody who is uber over because otherwise I'm rolling with like if you told me Rhea Ripley next year Survivor Series is still Women's World Champion, I go, I could believe it. Just based on what's happened so far, yeah. you know, like if she only has to defend it three more times, I don't want to shotgun. Or... I don't want to shotgun somebody to beat her. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way, right? Yeah. I think they're doing such a great job with the Judgment Day, and and her whole thing. I mean, she's she's awesome. Yep. Speaking of Judgment Day, yeah, I mean, they can't get a win either, but it's they, fine. They were in a ten man tag. Good God, <laughs> we had uh, Cody Rhodes, Jay, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, and, and wait, wait, wait. There's a story to this, so we're going to get there. Oh, boy. Judgment Day of a whole bunch of people. Yeah. We know Judgment Day, so I don't need a name of And then Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and Drew McIntyre. It does say Drew McIntyre and Judgment Day on this list, so you know. I love how everyone's like, he joined the Judgment Day. I go, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He's not included in Judgment Day. He didn't come out to the cool theme song, so he he came out to his own not cool theme song, which is He didn't bring the sword into into War Games, which I'm like, how serious are you really taking this? (laughs) Yeah. So basically, the story of this whole thing was Rainy Orton was like late or didn't want to show up or something. He had the nervous poops. He had the nervous poops because he knew that his reaction was going to be stellar and wasn't ready for it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. No, I was happy to see him. He looked in phenomenal shape, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, I liked some of the story here from the Judgment Day with the people coming out, and then Damien Priest was like, no, 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 stick I, to my plan. Right, yeah. Rah, rah, rah. I have a plan, and have Drew's plan. like, the plan's changed. He goes, not my plan. And then he steps <laughs> and then he runs out anyway. Runs out. <laughs> it would have been really funny. He was like, and I'm going to go. And they pushed him in. That would have been a lot funnier. Um, yeah, all in all, um, the Judgment Day takes the loss here off of an awesome RKO. That was really They just cool. said, we're just going to kill Jay you. McDonough, listen, so you're going to get to be in the, in the match. But this is this is the ultimate. We, dude, this is like the favorite scene of any movie I've ever seen. Is yeah. that fighting with my family scene? Yeah. And then what JD Madonna. So how do you feel? Now we're gonna put you in this main event match. All right. All right. Yeah. But we're gonna need you to just fall face first. Yeah. 
off. So the, we're gonna lo- we're gonna pantomime throwing you, and then Randy's gonna catch you and hit you with an RKO, but not really catch you because yeah. you're kind of just, just dead. gonna fall forward, and then Orton's just gonna kind of fall next to you. Yeah, but it's gonna be awesome anyway. It's gonna look cool. How do you feel? <laughs> and he's like, or one more time. No, yeah, but um, no, I <laughs> Can thought I get more yeah. money for that. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I liked the fact that. First off, Orton getting his his flowers. Thought that was really cool. Um, I thought people were really excited to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have wished because they announced him on Raw if he would have came out hit an RKO on Balor or somebody. I think yeah. that pop would have. been. I was really curious why they didn't just tell everybody say here. his name. Yeah, I feel like they ran out of time. Did you watch Raw? Yeah. Okay. I watched that part. Yeah. Of it. So I, did, I thought cause he was going to yeah. show up. Well, because so I was like, like he's it. like, I've got a legacy. Like he can't every possible pun he could make, and then they just went off television. He went, yeah, they're right, and I go, huh? <laughs> I was like, did somebody in his ear go wrap it up, dude? Yeah. Like because he was mean? like, we got a legacy, yeah. an old friend of mine from two thousand nine, yeah. and yeah. I was like, yeah. you couldn't have said it more clearly than just saying At it's the rape. apex. Of everything. Of, of everything. He Snakes. slithers his way in. And I was like, yeah. I was like, so is it Ryback? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, oh, Ted DiBiase Jr. is coming back. All right, oh, cool. Cool, cool. Um, it was just so funny. I was like, you can't just say his name. Yeah. And then they were doing the whole tease. But, then on, he on, might... but on Twitter, they were like, oh, Randy Orton's back. So I was like, wait. I was like, I was like did we miss that? Like, did they cut? And yeah. then they said, it's Randy Orton. Like, I, I don't know. It's bad. But it, it was, it's just was weird yeah. how they did that. I just thought he was going to show up and RKO someone and everyone was going to just absolutely go ballistic. But Yes, for sure. I, I did love the fact that I thought he got a great reaction. Oh, I yeah. thought people were excited. I'm very happy that Randy's back, mm-hmm. especially from a Cody perspective. If that's the next feud we get is him and, and Cody, mm-hmm. I will be nothing but happy yeah. um, right up until the match starts. Yeah. So um, that match went 32 34 minutes, 22 seconds, and then uh, they're winning, celebrating, and then the show just went off the air. I yeah, mean, so like, we got the, we got the copyright logo. Yeah, copyright logo. Everyone's, Cole's like, we yeah. had a fun show, yeah. 17,000 people, yeah. did all their stuff. Exactly. Cody Rhodes' music is playing. Hits Everyone's crying, Rhodes. you know, because I was, obviously, because Cody Because Cody won his first War Games match in the match that his father, father was the in. great Dusty Rhodes created, which apparently Mike hates Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, so but we like Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Oh my yeah. god! Randy Orton is back. Yeah, back and better than ever. And yeah. w- w- like, what could make this night any better? And then it happens. And then it happens. And then and CM Punk Punk's drop music hits. hits, and you're just like, I can't, I can't even. I. It is the first time in a long time, because even you mentioned the Punk coming back to AEW, and mm. like that wasn't necessarily a surprise because you knew it was going to happen, but it was yeah. just a cool moment. This is the first time in a very long time. As I as a seasoned watcher of the professionals of the wrestlings, um, it's the first time in a really long time that I've ever genuinely been surprised. Mm. Like you, all of the all of the narrative, right? Okay, he's coming, he's coming. No, guys, he's seriously, he's not coming. Like, are you talking about surprised by by a return or surprised? yeah, 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 okay. yeah by by Punk coming back, by yeah. Punk coming back in the way they did it, right? Not necessarily that he's signed at some point. Like, you know, it could have happened, but like the fact that they did it here, right? It was yeah. like. Every, like every conspiracy is like, oh, he's going to go sign WWE, Chicago's Fiber Series, it all works out, right? And then everybody, like the most insider of insider people, right, are like, guys, he's not signing. He's not going to be there at Survivor Series. He's not the mystery fifth member. It's Orton, blah, 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 right? To the point where 
it really was like, okay, he's not coming, and that's yeah. okay. Like, well, the funny thing was, my my thought process was kind of the same, yeah. But also changed. So my thought process was, okay, it's obviously he's going to show up at, at Survivor Series, right? That's like, the I'm initial like, thought. I'm when like, you see Survivor Series in Chicago, Punk gets fired, you go, oh, so that's going to happen. I was like, okay, that's like uh, yeah. toning in. It's right. easy, mm-hmm. and then as like the weeks and months go on, it goes. Maybe he's not. Yeah, to the and, point where it's like everyone's people, like, like, no, he's not coming. And even people like in the wrestling community were like, I think he signs, but he doesn't show up to maybe like a mystery yeah, rumble right. participant or something. And then like, and then every top official's like, guys, he's. I don't know why you guys are talking about this. He's yeah, not coming. He's not We've coming. already had discussions about it. He's not coming. And then the fifth p- person gets yeah. like is like out there, and you go, okay, okay maybe he's punk. the fifth person. Well, and you got the Shinsuke talk, right? Where it's like, I'm looking for him. Which, yeah. by the way, I love how AW just. Completely just went, hey, Keith Lee, you want to do what Shinsuke's doing? Yeah. Hilarious. It's so funny. Funny. But anyway. But, but yeah, no, they're doing this whole, like, yeah. fifth person. I'm like, okay, so that could be punk. If right. they don't announce it till the show, right. it's definitely going to be punk. Right. But then they say, we're going to beat you to it. Right. It's going to be or and, and And it was explained, right, by, like, Sean Ross Sapp and Meltzer. Like, they did that on purpose so they would not get these loud yeah. CM Punk chants because they didn't want them to overtake the match and be like, be boo them yeah. for, for not having it. So like we got out ahead of it to announce that it was going to be Orton, which people popped huge, huge for both times, both on raw and, and not the paper. Yeah. Game. The, the part that started to get me yeah. was I kind of like had punk out of the sphere. I did too. I was like, he's not coming. It wasn't I, a thought yeah. I even had right. until the, the, the promo they did yeah. after I think the first war games uh-huh. when the guys were staying there like, Where's and he they're at? like, where's he at? He's like, he's not here yet. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, don't you even. Oh, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna tell everyone Orton yeah. just to swerve it and for it to be punk. Yeah, I'm like, and I don't know how people are gonna react. Are yeah. people gonna be like, Yay! I wanted Orton, but you're right. also cool. Like I was like, right. I was like, that's not. I don't know if that's and also the play. how does that work with the promo and everything. I was else? like, yeah, because yeah. they they were banking on yeah. Orton, and everyone's like, Orton might not be there, and I was like. If it's not Orton, I was like, if it's not Orton, I'm like, are we going to be upset? But then Mm -hmm. Punk comes out, so am I happy? I was like, I don't know how this... It's like the MJF thing uh, on the pay-per-view when we were talking about it. We were like, I don't know if this is going to go off well, but at the end of the day, you're going to get to a point where you're happy because MJF's going to retain. But it's like, I don't know how you got there is how I like. But then, (laughs) you know what I mean? But then they got to the point where Orton comes out and then just Punk comes out on top. And I go, oh, okay, that was probably the way to do it. And the way they sold it too, right? And Because I had a couple thoughts going through my, my, my head, right? They hit the crossroads right. Everyone's happy. You know, I think everyone was genuinely happy for Randy. You yeah. know, I like I'm very happy he's back. If we get two more years of good Randy Orton, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a godsend. Um, you know, Orton pushes Damian Priest into Cody to let Cody get the pin, right? I'm sure there's something there we're gonna see a tag match of some sort with them two together. Um Legacy returns. That kind maybe of it was a tag thing for a minute. Yeah, maybe they could, right? Uh, Cody's like, I'm going to win tag belts with everybody. I'll just keep trading yeah. back with the Judgment Day. But, <laughs> um, but, you know, so you get the whole legacy thing, right? Orton's back. Everyone's thrilled. Baby faces go over. Yay, whatever. But then as they're panning away on that wide shot, they've got the copyright Survivor Series logo. And I'm like, the entire time I'm thinking, I was like, man, nothing post-match? And not even a punk thing. I was thinking like, Man, we're not going to get a stare down. And, like, they did the whole Money in the Bank thing, which I thought was super creative, by the way. I really liked that because it was, like, a swerve on top of the Orton pop where you go, oh, shit, this was the plan. And you, I thought, I almost called you. I mm-hmm. almost called you on the phone and was like, dude, you're a genius because you're like, maybe they do the cash in at Money in the Bank. Everyone's fucked up, right? So, like, maybe they're actually going to do, this is how they're going to get away with not having Punk there, even though I think, I think all the, I think the Chicago crowd was really good on, on Saturday, mm-hmm. but 
okay, they're going to do the Money in the Bank thing. Okay, that doesn't happen because then Orton's music hits, and you go, oh, you got a double pop, right? The excitement for the cash-in, top it with, okay, Orton's back. We're not even thinking about Punk at this point. I thought it was so well done. Mm -hmm. And then you're pulling away at the end. I go, man, we didn't get like a turn. We didn't get a a tease of anything. We just got both side, both babyface war games match. Go, you know, you're like, yeah. I was going to oh, text you fit check for, for judgment day losing. I was no like, no shit. Yeah. Happy I wasn't, about that. Yeah, wasn't thrilled about that. That one either. was way more obvious. was going to happen yes. than the first one. Especially Orton come back. Okay. Orton's going to play a big part in that. Right. Yeah. But same thing. Right. I was like, okay, I guess I go. So this whole show was just a throwaway basically because I go, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy. Orton's back, but he could have came back. At any time when he was physically ready, right? So yeah. who the fuck cares? Um, and then it hits. And my jaw dropped. My mm. jaw literally dropped when I say that. Like, it was so well kept. And nobody knew, right? Triple H going to the production himself and running that, telling them, show the graphic of the copyright thing, like pan out, like controlling the whole thing and the whole situation. Just utterly fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was really, I don't know if he could have done it any better. Not there was really. there was thought there apparently there's a report out there that they were thinking of there was a chance they could maybe delay it to to the rumble but they're like there's no way we could have kept it secret till the rumble no so they were like this was the best way to to surprise at to, to legitimately shock everybody yeah and he's back and you're just like I had a, like a range of emotions surprised elated a little bit confused, mm-hmm. kind of hungry, and then also like, don't fuck it up. Just don't fuck it up. Yeah. That, that was my, that was my, the last thing I thought about before going to bed, reading all these reports. I was like, they're really taking a risk here mm-hmm. by bringing you back. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. Like, please don't. Like, you, like, you really fucked Tony Khan hard. Mm-hmm. Like, really hard. Yeah. Where you really just said, I have no respect for you, and I'm just going to, you know, basically just do everything I can to make this as impossible for you to have me here as. As, you, as I can. Yeah. Don't do that here. Like, you've got history here, and there's so much bad blood between you two. It's been 10 years since you've been on WWE television. To come back, have the run that you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just just go out there and do what you were supposed to do in AEW. Go have those matches. Go face Reigns and Rollins and Cody and Gunther and Shinsuke and Finn and Priest and LA Knight and Ray and all these guys. Go out there and do it. Yeah. You know, it's a multi-year deal. Stay healthy. Please stay healthy. Good God. And go out the way you're supposed to go out. None of this other negative bullshit, right? Go out the way all, like, because, you know, it's funny. CM Punk fans are like diehard CM Punk fans. Like, more, I yeah. think, than, like, AEW. Like, no, I'm a CM Punk guy, yeah. you know? No, it's weird it's out weird. there. It's weird. It's very cultish. Like, it is I get very. It, you know? Um, Again, and, I get in, like, debates with, like, random people about Punk all the time. Yeah, where you're like, like, man, you're really passionate. Like, I like Punk. I've always liked Punk. Yeah. Do fine. I think he moves my world? No. But no. I, I'm very happy wherever he's at, right? Cool. Sure. Um, Just don't fuck it up. That's all I'm asking. Just just be cool. Mm-hmm. Just just follow along. Um, thoughts. You're you're going through that when he debuts. You know what was you're going through your head? Because I texted you immediately. I was like, you know what's what is happening? Yeah. So I was I, I actually didn't watch this live. I was, oh my god! I, seriously, I, I watched I watched this. I didn't watch this part. Okay. The funny part is you texted me. You know, I'll read the text thread and my thought through your text thread. Yeah. Because I thought you were being sarcastic. No. This entire no. time. Because I didn't say anything. Because I didn't know. Yeah. What you were watching? Because, if you were behind or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, and you said. Um, 
because I knew you were watching the show. We always make fun of Survivor Series. Yeah, so and I still watch it every time. It's, yeah. yeah, it's ten fifty at night. So it's like right. Be, it's like right when he's debuting, yeah. and you were like, "What? No way!" And I just said, "Crazy, lol." Yeah, because I was like, "I know, crazy war games match right. that we don't care about." Yeah. And then you're like, legit shot. Haven't been to the shots in a long time. Can't wait for all. And this entire time, I'm like, are you? I was like, I was like, I was like, are you like, are you just playing with me right yeah. now? And then I read this part where you're like, it's gonna be awesome. Orton back. Holy shit! I didn't even read the punk part. Yeah, I just saw Orton back. I was like, yeah, we all knew Orton was gonna be back. <laughs> I love it. You're I like, said, why are you so excited? I, saw, for I, was like, I was like, I was like, I was so confused on why you're so excited about just yeah. Randy Orton coming back. Yeah. And then I got the Bleach Report notification, CM Punk back in WWE, and I went. And then I reread your text, said Orton and Punk back. Holy shit! And I went, oh, yeah. you are excited because yeah. I was like, I was like, you're not excited off a of war game. No, God, no. Even Hell if no. Orton RKO'd Cody and walked out, you wouldn't have been this excited. The Lord Jesus himself could have showed up and I've been like, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like you were texting me this whole thing and I was like, why are you so excited? Yeah, I was like, so I'm so confused. I, know. I was like, man, he's really downplaying this. I was like, this is pretty freaking big, right? Like, why am I the only one excited? I'm not even the biggest punk guy in the world, but shit. Yeah, I was like so confused. Yeah. And I was like, oh, punk's back. I was like, oh, yeah. you are legitimately yeah, excited. I am okay. very excited. And I want to transition this a little bit to... Um, mania because mm -hmm. we're about to be on that road, right? And we were talking off air. Um, it, it really feels like they are really determined to make 40 something special. Yeah. Like we can go through it, right? Where you've got Gunther, Rollins, Reigns, Cody, LA Knight, and, and uh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul, thank you. You got Punk somewhere in that mix. You got Finn and Priest in that mix somewhere. You've got Shinsuke in that mix. I'm sure at some point there, you've got. Um, you know, there's just yeah, they need some women. Your Rhea, oh my god, yeah, the Rhea, yeah, Becky's, exactly, the whole women's Yaka. roster, right? The just the amount of talent there, right? And you just go, holy shit! Like they have a lot of stuff that they can do now, mm -hmm. right? Like and and you know, take a feather out of AEW's book and go, there's no story here. Just put good matches out there, you know, and fuck it, mm -hmm. right? Let's try it out. That's fair. But I, I mean, this feels. I don't know. So I, it's the thought of for me is like I don't know where Punk fits. I don't That's the question. And you asked that question last night when we were talking, and I was like, honestly, I have no idea. Like, is he that guy that Shinsuke's talking about? I guess they could pivot to that. Otherwise, they 100% could. Or, or who the hell are they talking about? It's Okada, but it's fine. I would die, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I think I don't know how people would react to that. If people didn't react positively, I'd be like, I don't know what. Well, you know what's funny is the WWE audience. No offense, yeah, they'd, they'd have be like, I don't know who. Okada yeah, they'd be is, like, I know like, fucking. I hate you. Listen, I would literally if, say I hate you. If if AEW fans didn't know who Okada was when he walked out initially, WWE fans don't know who he is. That's true. That's true. That's true. But there's just so much of that. I don't know though. I mean, Shinsuke got a pretty big reaction when he showed up, but he showed up in NXT. No, I know. And, but that's like a different niche. Yeah, of fans. that's true. You're fair. That's fair. Like fair, like fair. when Johnny Gargano shows up yeah. in WWE, everyone goes. He's NXT champion. He's NXT champion. Cool. In NXT, they were like, "Oh my god, it's a great." Yeah, no, it was an NXT crowd. Fair. The NXT. So you're telling me you're telling me Okada needs to go to NXT? Not anymore. Okay. There was a niche crowd for NXT that was like AEW fans. That's true. So it was AEW. It's basically the entire AEW roster is now on. Is yeah, and and now all of Black and Gold fans are all just AEW fans. Yeah, and they have the same color, so it works out. It really does help out a lot. Didn't have to change any of the gear. Just had to change NXT to yeah. AEW on my t-shirts. So where does Punk fit, though, right? Is it immediate? So here's the thing, right? We saw Drew McIntyre. We got reports Drew McIntyre left the ring immediately. He was pissed. Not about Punk necessarily coming back, but just 
something that happened in the match. I'm not 100% sure what that's about. And then we also heard reports, you know, we saw the video online of Rollins flipping him off and so funny. all that good stuff. And he was apparently a little bit heated coming back through the locker room. Uh, Rollins was, but everyone's kind of like, Rollins is smart enough to know he can make a lot of money with CM Punk, too. He does genuinely not like Punk. Yeah, so, yeah, the Rollins one, I think he played up a little bit for the show, yeah. but also he went on interviews like six months ago. Yeah, and he, he was, was like, like, he's I, a cancer. I, I don't want him. I absolutely yeah. don't want him well, here. So. You know, what's interesting, too, is you hear like the Cody comments where he goes, look, if he's going to come and help and he's going to be a part of the team, then great. And if he's going to be hungry to help us do what we were going to do, cool. Yeah. Right? And, you know, Cody's immediately become their John Cena so quickly. Oh, my it's God. It's unbelievable. how fast. Um, you know, and there was some reports that some talent were a little miffed that they didn't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like that everybody was kind of kept in the dark about it and that kind of stuff. And sure. somebody was like, man, your Triple H is really kind of paying, you know, pushing against the whole I built the locker room trust. I go, if you're mad that you didn't know about somebody coming in, get over yourself, all right? Calm mm-hmm. it down. Like it's, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know where they go. I'm very fascinated. I'm... They're not going to open up with him at Raw because they never do because that's the one thing I want to see. So they make me sit through an hour of garbage first. But no, he'll uh, be up at Raw. No, no, I'm talking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'd rather him just come out, open the show, oh, 100%. And promo it. Yeah, but they yeah never no, do that. They're gonna, they're never gonna have him that. come out last. Exactly. So you sit through the whole show. Exactly. And I'll so. go. I'll be back in two hours. Click. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they'll open with Randy. Uh, yeah, that's fine too. If we if we open with Randy and, and Cody doing something, yeah, sweet. I don't even know if that's gonna be. The, is that gonna be the thing? Anything? If he comes back, here's the thing: is Orton returns. If he comes back as a face, they can't. They're not gonna do a lot together. Let's well, say like a tag team. Maybe they start a tag. Like, oh, legacy for reforms for one night against Judgment Day. F- keep that going. You know, maybe it's for the tag titles. Maybe it's not. And then you know, Orton RKO's him, and then you go, man, I was really ready to cheer Orton, and now he's like, you're not taking my spot. I don't know. I could book it a million different ways. Yeah. What I'm saying is I, WWE call me. I, 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 I say, <laughs> I'm really worried that they try to like prolong something and have that at Mania. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Because I, I don't know what you now, do with Orton, Orton coming out of Mania as Cody's challenger for the title? Yes. yes please. Um, yeah, I'm interested. But say, right. I'm interested to see where Orton's coming into. I'm interested to see what, where the Cody story goes to, what the Judgment Day is going to look like, right? Is Drew going to be at Monday Night Raw? Is he pissed, right? We mm. know that his contract situation is still kind yeah. of up in the air. They haven't really done anything yet. Um, lots of layers to it. And that's where the Punk thing is interesting because you go – with him added to the mix, and Orton, too. They got two main event, former world champion, Hall of Fame level talents in the same night back. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That is insane to me. For every Xavier Woods in a Rumble match, you just swap him out for a Randy Orton, and you go, oh, wow, this is way better immediately. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm fascinated. I'm very intrigued. And this is the first time coming out of a Survivor Series that you go, oh, shit, all right, what's going to happen? You know, Because even last year you had the bloodline thing, but Sammy turned. Right, so like he's aligned with the bloodline, and like yeah. okay, cool, like yeah. we got that. This is a whole nother level where you go, I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. Um, when we've heard too that there's some you know rewrites happening because Punk's in, so they got to figure out a way to fit him in there, right? So it's like, I don't know where where do you where do you see him, you know, by WrestleMania time? I I I'm gonna go on a limb and say he's not gonna win the Rumble. I think that's a bit of an overpush. Punk? Yeah. No. And I think and I don't think he's going to be in a world championship match assuming we're let's I mean, let's just place Gunther and Cody in those respective matches. Yeah. Where where do you think he fits? Is that is that yeah. a match against my, a Randy or something? My initial worry. Yeah. And I'm this is like 1%. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's going to happen, but it could. But it definitely could because it's Punk is 
and why I brought up Randy and Cody at Mania is I wouldn't be shot if oh, they had no. if they had Punk win the Rumble and it's him and Reigns. Oh god, and then Reigns retains. Uh, no, thank you. Hard pass. That's the worst of all the decisions. But I can it's make. a big match. Yeah, it is. It's a big money match. Have him against dude. Listen, uh, there's also reports that they're considering him to be a quote unquote free agent on the show, right? So he's not assigned to Raw or oh, SmackDown. Perfect. He goes great. But that. but I think you know. Here's the thing, though. You tell me right now. You're gonna give me Roman and Punk at the Rumble. Sure. Cool. Sounds great. And honestly, if if I'm if I'm Triple H and I'm Punk, I maybe go. I say, hey Phil, you're gonna come out here, right? We're gonna give you time, right? You're gonna come out. You're gonna talk your shit, right? Maybe you go Raw and SmackDown, and Roman Reigns comes face to face with you, and then you put him over clean one, two, three. Mm-hmm. You show everybody that you're a team player, yeah, and that you're gonna do what's best, not best for business, because that's the stupidest line ever. But like seriously, you're gonna do what's best, yeah, and you're gonna help. And adding to the resume of our top guy until he's ready to drop it to Cody at 40, you're going to be the guy, right? Like, you're going to be that next feud for him. Yeah. Edge did it. Brian did it. Cody did it. Seth's done it. Everybody else has done it. You're not above anybody else here. You're going to go out there. You're going to tear the house down. You have a great story for the next eight weeks to build it. Reigns, Punk at Rumble. Well, he's not even in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. And you have a great 20-minute match, and Punk loses. One, two, three, right in the middle of the ring. I think that's a fair way to start off your run. Okay, yeah, we're going to put you right in the main event scene because he's a main eventer. There's no doubt about it. He's a main event guy. Put him in there and let Roman beat him because then you go, man, who hasn't he beat? He literally He's beat CM Punk now too. There's nobody left to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's a perfect way to start off your tenure where Punk can then come out and say, look, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna do what's best. Yeah. And do what's best for the program, do what's best for the product, and go out there and maintain a guy and put a guy over that doesn't necessarily need it, but can put a guy over to go, I, I know I can fit in this ecosystem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just fantastic. Just really excited. I'm really excited for Raw. It's going to be. Yeah. We'll see how we how we feel in like three months. But I know. Right now, when he slaps somebody. Here's the thing, though. I don't know, and, and this is not a shot at AEW. I don't think the infrastructure of WWE allows that to happen. Maybe. If that makes sense, right? Like, you're not going to see Punk go in a presser and go off mm-hmm. with Triple H sitting next to him nonetheless. But you know what I mean? You're not going to see that. I just don't imagine. Now, there, could there be some behind-the-scenes shit? Sure, right? But I think that Triple H's comments on the whole, like, look, man, it's been 10 years. If you don't change in 10 years, you're doing something wrong. Like, he's a different person. I'm a different person. They had that hour-long cock. I'm sure it was a lot of, I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Want to make out a little, you know, <laughs> whatever, no, whatever happens. Whatever it had to be. Um, but... I, you know, I think it's one of those situations where I think Punk knows too. I think, I think he has to know. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. Like, Impact made a reach out. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. But, like, no offense to the TNA. The NWA reached out. Yeah, said, exactly. Okay. Yeah, no offense to TNA or the NWA. But, like, that's not the same. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you want to make the money. You want to be the guy. You want to come back and do things the right way. You have to come back and be a team player. It's never going to be all about you. Mm-hmm. You know? Um so I hope that's the case. You know, yeah, we'll be here in three months, and you know, yeah, we'll be in here. He's going to win the rumble, and we're all just going to be really upset. And yeah, I, that I, I can't imagine Triple H going to do that. I, I think that plan's already set in motion a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I don't we'll know see. who wins the rumble. I'm scared. Gunther. If Gunther drops the Intercontinental Town between now and the rumble, it's 100 percent Gunther. Yeah, it's 100. percent I think if, he's do it. If, as if the he doesn't drop the title, I have a five percent like. 
okay, but what does that mean, right? Like, I get a little nervy. Yep. I get a little nervy about it. But anyway, that's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, we're talking championship weekend for the NCAA. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll check in on the Pistons, I guess, and just ring the bell and go, oh, and he's fired. Cool. Yeah. Um, but a lot of college football coming your way next week, guys. We'll probably talk a little bit. We'll do a wrestling check-in for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do some AEW. We'll do some WWE yeah. kind of What's going fallout. on with that Continental Classic? I don't know. You're telling me news that I'm confused by, so it's fine. Um, when I get confused, I get angry, so it happens. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm confused as well. Right. It's just what they say. It's fine. Um, yeah, but that'll be next week. I uh, really appreciate all your guys' support. Once again, go to Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. Uh, use our code always right for 20% off. Helps support the show quite a bit. Um, and that'll be it for this week's show. So on behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he is the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I am the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca. We will see you guys, as always, next time. <laughs>